てるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてるてる Still works in that world now.、Uh, we talk about whether or not a new civil war ha- will happen because you know everyone's popping off on Twitter and shit. So we get into that. I get into my usual fucking communist shit.、Um, you know, corporations are bad and big corporations, not small ones, because small ones mean small business. Small business is the heart of this fucking country. Don't you fucking forget it. But big, hairy. Corporations that have nobody in front of it and just like monoliths that survive the test of time and really control the government, they need to be, you know, rounded up and executed.、Um, anyway, check it out. It's a really cool conversation. It's a flowing one. It's pretty good.、Uh, good eggs, of course. Good egg clubs.、Uh, my guy, Billy and Theo. So check it out. Enjoy. We're sponsored by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code TEEN20 at checkout. You get 20% off and free shipping. They have shampoos. Now they have body washes. Of course, you could shave your balls and stuff. I've been shaving my balls like crazy lately. It's a lot of fun. So check them out. It's manscaped.com. Team 20 is the promo code. You get free shipping and 20% off. And it lets you know, lets them know that we sent you. Of course, check out the Team House. My guy Jack was just on、uh, Barstool Sports' military podcast called Zero Block 30. I、uh, did a really good job. Then we had Uncle Chaps, who's one of the Barstool guys on our show. He's a former Marine. He kicked some dicks in、uh, Fallujah, Iraq in 2007. So check that shit out at the team house and at Zero Block 30. And of course, <clears throat> don't forget to like, subscribe. If you're listening to us on podcast, which is you're only listening to us on podcast, I'm not even releasing the video for this. Rate and review it. Rate it five stars and review it. Say, I have a huge dick. And then I know that you, that you sent me. And because I, my dick looks so big, because manscaped. And I've been manscaping like crazy. I've been having a ton of sex. I don't know if it's the manscaped. The shampoo because it really makes me smell like a man, but I've been having a fuck ton of sex. It's mainly been with myself, but nonetheless, I've been having a ton of it. Enjoy the show. Later, guys. That's usually how I go about life, anyway, so. <laughs> Zero fucking homework. Well, it's not about studying anything, it's just that lately in Twitter, Uh, there was a hashtag going on, Civil War, Civil War 2.0. And people are going about arguing how easy it's going to be each side to beat the other side. Like the guys、uh, from, with the ARs the, and the rednecks, let's say, it's easy to beat the snowflakes. And the guys from the cities arguing that they're going to have the army on their side and the tanks and drones going to kick everybody's ass. So it's like, It's so misguided, so stupid. I mean, without actually say, not、uh, like commenting on the fact that people want their fellow citizens to die because they have different opinions. Right. Never mind that. The thing that people are arguing is going to be easy or is going to be fun. It's, it's fucking mind blowing. It's blow, mind blowing and infuriating. I don't think that many people are serious. Like when shit hits the fan, I don't think people are really going to. The, the thing is, you see, I mean, as Theo can tell you,、uh, when, when the, ball get, the ball gets rolling, it's not going to be who is serious or not. It's going to be a fucking wave. 
right now we have the the trial of uh, what's your name Rittenhouse the kid yeah yeah Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. imagine imagine that happening three or four times more because some people in during riots or whatever they you know they mix it up and people are taking sides and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like yeah we're gonna start the war it's not gonna be like that if you read about how the Balkan shit started in uh, it started from a football match. Right. A football match. There was a huge riot. The army had to intervene. It should some. It was insane, and that's how the, the dissolution of Yugoslavia started from a football match. Yeah. Hey. Well, that's that's how fucking World War One started. One guy gets fucking killed in his car, and the next thing you remember, it's fucking everybody up. Something. Like <laughs> I mean, started. it's like we're we're running that same kind of risk, a little bit bigger, like scaled up with Taiwan and stuff, right? Like, yeah. If China goes into Taiwan or something, like we're kind of obligated to fucking at least help out. I'm more worried about that than civil war because like, yeah, on Twitter people pop off and like they're upset and they're super aggro about stuff. If anything was ever going to happen, it would have happened last year with the pandemic, with people out of work, with people not being able to pay rent. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah, why all the, the government started paying shit, people off, know. right? Yeah. People, the government started paying businesses off people off, you know, make sure people weren't getting evicted and stuff like that. Cause the minute there's like the stuff that we like is gone. That's when, like, there's an actual chance of, like, shit really getting kinetic, like, bad. Yeah. Until they do that, until, like, we can't go to fucking McDonald's and get our Happy Meals, <laughs> I can't see it going to that place. You can't be happy. You will right. not be happy if you cannot get your Happy Meal. Yeah, exactly. Like, I see, like, those, like, like the amenities of modernity or whatever you want to call it. Like, the minute, like, football stops being played on Sundays and I can't go somewhere else and money's not coming in is when... Yeah shit really pops off i think yeah, but, a large to scale uh, where you have like okay. tens of thousands of people going at each other kind of on each side yeah. taiwan is a different thing obviously china is an existential crisis existential threat for the united states is a country mm. with the money and the manpower to actually put an end in the United States. I mean, I don't know if Theo agrees. You don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to start that conversation with me. I'm. I'm definitely an outlier when it comes to discussing how fucking serious people need to be about China. But, um, it's a serious issue. But, but I. I mean, I think D was just trying to say that it's. It's. Or, this is what I would add to what this piggyback on what what D said. So. All of this bullshit requires basically two things, ability and willingness. And China has the ability to wage war on Taiwan. And uh, China has uh, a willingness to do it, but obviously not enough to actually do it yet. The, the average American involved in, a, in a, this fucking thought experiment about a civil war in the United States, they... They're just really uneducated about how any of this kind of shit would work. But, but like these said earlier, like once, once the kettle really goes off, people's willingness to be involved in that shit, like if they're going to miss a fucking meal or a football game or they've got to actually walk around with a rucksack on their back, uh, they're going to lose their fucking willingness, uh, their will to fight very, very quickly. Um, which is kind of weird because that's also the kind of shit I think when you got civil unrest or, 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 or societal um, like unraveling, their willingness to fight is because they don't have these things they want. Like we said about the Happy Meals or the football or whatever it is. Yeah. When, when life changes to a point where you don't have your bread 
and you don't have your circuses, as the Romans would put it, when that shit happens, you rip those bread and the circuses away, then, then people are going to get, the fucking natives are going to get rest, restless. You know, the, the peasants are revolting and that kind of shit. Um, but then once you actually have to do something about your being pissed off, um, not everybody can be the Khmer Rouge or the fucking yeah. Viet Cong. Or that's, that's my disagreement. Though. <laughs> that's my disagreement, though, because I saw it playing out in my own neighborhood. And as I said, in former Yugoslavia, the people there didn't have ma- mainly many problems. I mean, OK, obviously, it was a, a state that it was coming to an end after the dissolution obviously of the the USSR even though Yugoslavia has long uh, before parted ways with the USSR uh, they they were independent as as it's called Uh, the the moment the powers you know and brewing underneath found a way out it happened and it was a conflict because of uh, ethnological reasons actually religious reasons because as a nation people there are, are, are not that different i mean yes if you say that to a croat or a serb probably he will shoot you they speak, they <laughs> what the fuck the did you say to me greek exactly yes he speaks <laughs> they speak the same fucking language i mean it's not that different so uh well, well yeah i mean i wasn't i didn't mean to say that <laughs> the average human the average fucking homo homo sapiens sapiens doesn't have the will to kill their fellow man americans are fucking comfortable Dude, I was raised in a lower class family uh, with a very fucking uncomfortable childhood, which played directly into me being very comfortable in a variety of situations as an adult, which I've discussed before. But the average American, their fucking revolution, their their ability to decide or their willingness to decide if they're going to wage the fucking wage a war on their fellow citizen really is based off something as fucking dumb as I can't get my McDonald's or I can't watch my fucking teams not on the TV. I mean, listen, think about it, right? If there's really a reason to go out, like to really fucking go out to the streets, it's like, we're getting ripped off for like things like healthcare. There's like Mm -hmm. 40 million people that have to get fucked over to get healthcare. Like if that doesn't enrage everybody, like, I don't think, and I know, listen, there's definitely pockets of people who are pissed off about all the misinformation on both sides. And I get it, but I don't think it's like critical mass enough to where. Yeah, totally. I mean, there'll definitely be pockets of like violence and stuff, but I don't know if it could go to the point where like we have, you know, you know, thousands of people fighting each other. I can't. That's 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 what my my disagreement is on the critical mass with the modern uh, with the the modern technology and the availability of videos and the availability of social media is not. I don't think you need a critical mass. You need enough to create such a problem or such a shit show or such a specific event that will enrage the critical mass. Well, listen, like I, I, I even said it when like COVID first popped off. And then the George Floyd stuff popped off. I'm like, if there's ever a time for shit to hit the fan right now where things collapse completely, it's right now because people weren't making money. People were angry. The other side was angry because this side was angry. And uh, that's why the government, I mean, besides like like our economy not completely collapsing, the government just put money in everybody's pocket and was like, okay. We'll figure it out. We'll get past this shit. You know what I mean? Just chill out, everybody. It's going to be Feder- fine. Federal Reserve go brrr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, yeah. you know the meme? Yeah, exactly. So that's what they did, literally, just to, like, keep, continue to keep us pacified. And, like, yo, we're pretty well pacified in America. Because even, like, the people who are hardcore, like, whether it's Antifa or it's, like, QAnon MAGA shit, 
that everyone's on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram just spouting their political views. Like if you were really down, Jack was even telling me this the other day, like if you were really down to fuck some shit up, you're not posting your fucking manifesto online with your name attached to it and shit. Like you're doing no. shit that's fucked up and you're like trying to not leave a trail, obviously. Like you're not, you know what I mean? Everyone's trying to be like a commentator. I feel like it's more that than it is actual on the street kind of like violence towards a person you disagree with. Well, yeah, obviously the weather weather underground, that was the the weatherman underground, that was the terrorist group in the 60s, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you haven't seen such phenomena. Oh, we Everybody, lost. Yeah, why? <laughs> Hopefully it'll pop back on. Once he comes back on, I'll add him. So, uh, obviously you haven't seen such phenomena yet. I mean, but I'm arguing that if people as in Twitter keep, I think he messaged me, if people in Twitter keep like going about it, uh, you can create the situation. It's like it's build it and they will come situation. Mm -hmm. That's that's my my comment on that. And many people that, and why I'm saying build it and they will come. The problem is many people, as I said, believe it's going to be easy. It's going to be a big thing that's going to solve the problem because the other side obviously is evil. I mean, yeah, if yeah. you are if you are uh, liberal, you believe the other side, they're literal evil. There's no way other to go about. And if you are uh, a conservative, you think the other side is literally want the destruction of the United States and they want to bring Marxism. So absolute, yeah. absolute beliefs and they combine with the belief, oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do them easy, and then we're gonna live in a parasite in a paradise. Yeah, is, it creates it creates it's very dangerous naive. mix. Yeah, because either side, it's extremely naive. Like I'm not, I'm definitely a lefty. Like, but um, I'm not like total fucking like democratic socialist. I'm definitely more social democrat, right? Like I want there to be healthcare for everybody, um, not just the rich people. And not just like the people and even like if there was Medicare for all or some kind of hybrid system, it would make it would make the uh, employers pay less money, too, for their employees, because here a lot of companies pay for like a portion of health care sometimes or or cover it completely like it ends up being cheaper on a whole for employers as well. So like you can if you were smart enough, you could spin it as pro fucking business because you save money for the employer. You know what I mean? Well, if you were a, enough of a piece of shit like spin doctor, you could do it. Um, and also, by the way, it's the right thing to do when people get healthcare. Like, you know what I mean? It's that you also have going for you, too. Um, it's just a problem is a lot of us. I think a lot of us agree, specifically Americans. A lot of us agree on stuff. Um, it's just what happens is with like the cycle of fucking, you know, the over politicization of everything. Everything becomes a wedge issue. And everything becomes super highlighted and, and, you know, becomes like a, an issue that everyone's like ride or die for, like, this is it, or I can't go on this way. Like you're a piece of shit. And listen, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of right wingers. And I mean, it's like, I feel bad categorizing entire right wing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really do. Because like, there's people who are pro business, more pro business and want like, a smaller government and all that. And I get it. And that's, and, and that's understandable. Like, you know, if you're a guy who makes 400 grand a year and you want to save like another 30 grand, cause you think that'll make you happy. Then at least I can respect that point of view. Right. The other people who are just like, no, nah, people can't vote. Like we have to make it harder for people to vote. You know, uh, 
healthcare is better off in a in a private marketplace, which it is absolutely one hundred percent not. Um, those people who like bow down to corporations and shit, like I don't have like time for. It. And they're Democrats on the same side, like cinema and mansion. Like those people are fucking demons. Like they deserve to be fucking shot into space. You jumping in the hating cinema bandwagon? Oh, I fucking I've always fucking hated that lady. She's such a piece <laughs> of shit. That lady. I, now on the on the notion of uh, how can I put it on the like people thinking I was seeing people on Twitter uh, accusing her of being a Republican plant. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like yeah, it goes crazy. it goes full conspiratorial. Yeah, like, that's just crazy uh, talk. You know what happened? Is- she was she was a Twitter fucking darling, right? She's got her different colored glasses on. Everybody, she's bisexual, so everybody thinks she's fucking cool. She gets elected finally, and then the money starts fucking pouring into her campaign and her coffers, and she's like, oh, shit, like, this is fucking crazy. Like, there's a lot of money. Like, I could do a lot of things here. You know what I mean? So it kind of got to her. Like, she was super idealistic before she got elected. She saw how the real deal was going on, and she's like, you know what? I like being elected, and I'm going to play this fucking game. Yeah, I have a theory about that. It was, uh, it was something that changed here. Or she was always like that. And because, okay, don't get me wrong. People on the left, they are obsessed with looks. Yeah. Like, as you said, it was a woman. It was, she was bi- she is bisexual. She is a woman. So he, she fits all the right boxes. Right. But, but maybe nobody looked actually what she believed. <laughs> That's a nice because, pun there, Bill. Put some boxes. Sorry. Yeah, because because the thing is, as uh, the, uh, the, the identity obsessed left, it looks like... For example, you and me, if I was in the United States, because obviously I'm a bit brownish and I have a beard, I should, according to them, believe specific things. They, people in the UK, they do it. It's like, why do you hate labor? It's, I don't like commies. So it's like, right. they, they are surprised. So that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe she was always that and people didn't Definitely see was it. always. I think what happens is, bro, you get into power, you get elected, you see how it really goes. You have people who are like, sycophants and shit and you just go with the flow you want to stay in power and it becomes more an individualistic thing rather than like what you were sent there to do like you don't give a fuck about anybody like mansion is a is a literal human piece of shit that guy he's such a bad person it's fucking almost amazing yeah i hope you're not from like fucking west virginia you love joe mansion but (laughs) dude even if i i mean even if i was from west virginia and loved the guy i I still can maintain very objective fucking it's wild man like you know and this guy it's been business as usual with that guy forever and like a a senator from west virginia (laughs) was able to wield so much power with this infrastructure thing just because like it's so razor thin the senate that like who the fuck gives a shit what this guy from west virginia thinks seriously he has a, uh, like too much power in this scenario, and he's well, pro- paid for by like by big by coal mining and all like those special interests that from his state and from outside of his state. He's born sold. The problem with the problem with bills in the United States is that it's not clear cut as people as it's presented to the people. And I think somebody tried to make a legislation for a one bill, a one issue bill. Usually, a bill is as you know it is like a sausage. It has million under laws trying to pass between them so when a bill doesn't passes all you hear is the title of the bill and what was the popular thing of the bill let's say i don't know support from for our veterans let's say giving some money and underneath that bill is a million other stuff that 
Yeah. They create the friction. Like, oh, shit, how did BP get like three billion dollars in subsidies in this veterans bill? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or or Pakistan getting. Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> their, their money. So, yeah, but 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 that that's I mean, unfortunately, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's how the system works. It's how the system's worked for fucking decades. It needs broken. to change. Yeah, it's totally broken. It, it needs yeah. to change. But but it's it's so fucking convoluted in this case. And I've worked. I've never been a politician, but I've, I've worked directly for politicians on occasion. And so I do have some, I guess, fucking experiential uh, knowledge on how some of this shit works. But but this is one of the reasons it's such a fucking giant knot of issues. But this is one of the reasons why. Um, well, let's just take this veterans fucking veterans benefits bill and uh, Pakistan gets money. So if someone votes against that because they're against Pakistan getting money, then, of course, the media that's against that politician will say Senator so-and-so voted against veterans' rights or veterans' benefits. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude, I voted against 10,000 other bullshit things you guys crammed into that, that shit. Not to mention, if you've ever seen one of these fucking things, they're pages and pages. It's like a fucking phone book, man. You're, you're flipping yeah. through this shit. Nobody reads that. The senator or the congressperson has – has these aids and they'll they'll be assigned certain pages. Hey, you read from one to one hundred. You read from you know one hundred and one to two hundred, and then brief me in five minutes. Yeah, give me the protein, right? Uh, yeah, and and obviously somebody can can argue that not voting for Pakistan to get money is in benefit of veterans because they will not give money to the Taliban to shoot American soldiers. So you can I, I, directly, <laughs> yeah. You can you, you can see that. Else. Like even the infrastructure bill right now that they just passed. They cut it down significantly, and um, I guarantee if you have to actually sift through the bill, there's shit in there that's like, huh? What the fuck does this have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, man. Well, it's all like that, though, because yeah. that's 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 also like that's that's kind of a weird written way to do a filibuster. So, you know, filibuster is when somebody will just get up there and, and just rant for however long. So the clock runs out and people yeah. can't 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 do their arguments or whatever. So, so that's how people will fuck those bills up and fuck those bills over so that they, they can't really be concretely whatever confirmed or denied or voted in or whatever, because somebody's like, Hey, you know, I agree with 93% of this, but if right. I vote in the other 7%, like that's a lot of bad shit. I can I get tagged. I can get like primaried and shit. They'll be attacking yeah. all over the place against me. That's also yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So like, will we come back to always with like talking about the United States political system is, money in politics and like the actual like you know it's basically like bribery is all good like it's it's kind of okay yeah uh, it, also it's, like it's, they had the line item veto that was also one thing that they were talking about like i think like 20 years ago that never happened where like a president or even like i guess i don't know the exact wordage of the bill for the line item veto part where you can actually pick shit out of the bill and be like no fuck yeah. it zip through it yeah yeah well, but but the, the one of the reasons nobody wants to do this because both sides of the aisle do that shit. Yeah, they both all sides kind of, of the aisle. Yeah, yeah they they all yeah. fucking. It's just a clusterfuck of bullshit that somebody has to work through, and, and both sides use that as a tactic. So. And both sides, by that tactic, they get their talking points to get to speak to their own side journalist, and mm -hmm. then you have people, uh, you have, you know, CNN screaming off the top of the lungs. Oh, they voted against uh, those people' rights, but meanwhile, on the bill, it's like other stuff, and then the other side. Yeah say oh they voted the democrats voted against uh, veterans rights and obviously it's, and everybody creates yeah. a division because it uses talking points and it's not be honest which is and, and, and down 
Yeah, and, and, and all of the media reporting on it is clearly slanted and it's clearly bullshit. But it's only right. clearly slanted and clearly bullshit if you understand the fact that you're really just watching a really bad magic trick. Most people who... <laughs> Most people who watch the news don't realize that that's what they're engaging. I mean, you talk to your parents or your grandparents, and they think when they open a newspaper, what they're reading is factual information. And some of it may be, but what's funny is like I've heard like stories from a friend of mine, like his his uncle, who was like an older guy, like I think close to eighty, was like worried he was going to get canceled. Like, bro, you're not going <laughs> to get canceled. Like, it's not going to happen to you. Like, <laughs> It's hilarious when I heard that story. I was like, Dude, you thought he was gonna get canceled himself? Like, why? What does he do? He's like, no, nothing. He's retired. I'm like, so who, what the how are you gonna get canceled? They're gonna come and harvest his organs, dude. Un- He's un- hilarious. Fucking it's, getting, it's, it's getting Logan's run. Logan runs. Yeah, He's gonna go You're out too old. The... We gotta harvest you now. Uh, yeah. I, I like that the conversation turned turn to the U.S. political system because it's exactly this, the whole situation that is created the latest years. Like I mean, being me being an outsider, I can say after 9/11, it it's that that polarization was created after. I mean, I don't know, Matt. Maybe when the 90s was also bad. I mean, during the Clinton, the scandals and all that, but. The polarization is exactly because of the system and is exactly because of the way the politicians choose to engage with their uh, public and their constituents and all that. You have people that they yeah, uh, kind of. But uh, I mean, I think I think that the reason it got so bad after the GWAT is because during the global war on terror, I mean, every war America's ever fought, we dehumanize our enemies. But it's gotten really, 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 really fucking bad in the in the 21st century. So um once the GWAC kicked off, like Al-Qaeda and fucking whoever else we were killing, those weren't people anymore. Those were just those were just goat fuckers or they were just whoever we were killing. They were just, you know, warheads on foreheads. That's all that really mattered. And so when we started running out of fuel for that fire, back to the ability and willingness that I was talking about earlier, right? So once we started running out of fuel for that fire, it was easy to maintain the fervor but just change the fucking target for that religious fervor that you have. And that's what it is. It's religious fervor. You just mask it in politics or social issues or whatever the fuck it is, man. But like lefties viewed right, you know, Clinton voters back in 2016 viewed Trump voters as being less than fucking human. Um, and vice versa, generally speaking, just for the point of, of the conversation. And, so it was easy for the, the national consciousness to just sort of shift from this ambiguous brown person in a fucking, you know, on a horse downrange somewhere it was easy to shift that over to this person. I hate this person because they're voting for this guy and this guy represents everything that I think is fucking detestable and blah, blah, blah. But, but like, I don't know. The, the, for me, a larger point about these political differences is that, I mean, fuck, you hear it now. Oh, all you fuckers that voted for Biden, I hope you enjoy yourselves now. And it's like, I, I don't know how many of you fucking people did not pay attention in civics in school. That your public vote doesn't choose the president of the United States. We all know this. We learned it in school. The system knows it. The electors choose the president. And people might say, yeah, but the electors have to vote how they're, well, they're not constituents, but how their population votes, but they don't. The Supreme Court got involved with that argument because those people who vote against 
whatever the popular vote is, those electors that vote against that popular vote, and they're legally able to do that. Those people are called faithless electors. And until this last election cycle, absolutely nothing could happen to those people. 100% of the state could vote for one president and the elector could say, you know what? Fuck yourself. I'm voting for this guy. Let and me stop you right there. Yeah. Be because people are missing out because obviously because of Trump, they wanted to get rid of the, the electoral college. Like it's a problem. And well, I know it as an outsider and as much even, as civics. Well, yeah. even like uh, in 2000, you know, yeah. George Bush didn't win the popular vote. He, He lost. Not, yeah. 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 There have actually been like five cases in American history, including Trump, where where the, your popular vote did not choose the fucking president of the United States. Dude, this shit goes all the way back to the early 1800s. It's a fucking yeah. fact, man. Your popular vote doesn't choose shit Sorry, and, well, and that, at the and, presidential presidential election for your, and that, your congressman and all that shit they do. And that is important. And that is important because the American system is a system of check and balances. And the Electoral College, it's a check and balance on the population. Because, yeah, the whole idea, because the whole idea is like, what if some very, obviously in Trump's case, maybe you, somebody might argue that it failed, but what somebody that is obviously incapable of being a president, he's very popular, but he shouldn't be president for whatever reason. Yeah, but, but, but again, but, but who has that fucking opinion? The person that has that opinion is the line American citizen who doesn't have a fucking PhD in political science and isn't sitting... Uh, in a fucking office somewhere understanding how all this bullshit works. That's why the Electoral College is there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The Electoral College is a check and balance on the vote exactly because of that, because of the, the reason you're saying. Yeah. Uh, D, what'd you say? No, I was trying to just understand what Billy was saying, like in terms of like uh, thinking like Trump was not Okay, so somebody might argue that the Electoral College didn't do his uh, job in 2016 because for some people, Trump was obviously unpresidential and unworthy of the office yeah, and all that. He's does. not he's not my president. <laughs> he's definitely so, suited for it, but he won the elect he won the election. Like yeah. Somebody might argue that, uh, but the hate against the Electoral College, it's uh, unfounded because essentially you remove another barrier for absolute total control. Yeah, but, but again, yeah, again, but you're dealing like with people that don't know how the system works and they, 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 for some reason, believe that their vote mattered. And then when their right. vote doesn't matter, they're like, that's fucked up. That's not right. There's, there's, I think there's places where you can, uh, you can fix it because even like in New York, right, like where I'm at, you know, like this New York City specifically. The city council is like 90% Democrat, right? Yeah. And it does kind of reflect the populace, um, which is good. But there's areas like where I'm at, where like my... Astoria? Story, <laughs> I've never lived in Astoria, so... Uh, in case you listeners didn't know, D is a fellow Greek uh, yeah. slash American, so... Yeah. Yeah, I was born in, born and raised in Brooklyn, bro. Queens can uh, take a hike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, most of the listeners, when you say Astoria, they're thinking Goonies, dude. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, for people that doesn't know, uh, Astoria is like the epicenter of the yeah. Greek American uh, migration. Everybody's there for sure. Yeah. So like, um, so my state senator, I actually went to high school with him. He uh, he won his last two elections by like. The first one, I think, was like a thousand votes and it was like 65,000 people run it in total votes. And this last one, he won by like 3000. So it's razor fucking thin. It's not like, you know, and he's a Democrat, but, you know, 
the the electorate specifically yeah. in this district is not like 90 percent um red 90 percent blue compared to red right it's more mixed yeah so like you do sometimes lose that like you look at how the senate works right like wyoming's got like seven hundred thousand people living in it they have two senators <laughs> as many as yeah. texas you know what i mean yeah Valley or name a big state florida new york yeah. so like there are imbalances there sure and i think there's a there's definitely a an argument about getting rid of the electoral college. I don't think it has to do specifically with Trump or Bush or whoever that's happened to. I think just in general, like you said, like people like things neat and perfect. They like little sound bites saying like, Oh, every vote counts, you know, like those kind of, cause people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But also nobody, I mean, when you think about how like you're raised a certain way or whatever the fuck it is, man, like, People, people don't do, I mean, like we joked about when we first jumped on the call, like people don't do their homework, you know, like people didn't pay attention in 10th grade or whenever the fuck you had civics, ninth grade, I think I had it in ninth grade. People didn't pay attention. I don't think they do it anymore. I don't think they I don't do think anymore. they do civics anymore. But I mean, but again, that that would explain why people are running around in a, in a fucking voting booth with their head up their ass. You know, I mean, and, and you got to You got to think about shit like this. Right. So, OK, let's let's just just roll with me here for a sec on this electoral college thing the last election cycle we had um was the most expensive election cycle in the history of the fucking human race right so you've got these guys that are running around campaigning shit trying to convince you the voter to go vote and they're paying tons of money and people giving them money there's fucking billions and billions of dollars but we've already established that the the electors are the people that vote so what the fuck are these campaigns actually spending money on when they're dropping billions and billions of fucking dollars into a commercial selling you something you can't fucking buy? Right? Yeah, I think, I think that's like definitely the technical way of looking at it with the electors. But it's just like the precedent has been set for a while where mm-hmm. electors, when someone wins a state, they vote that way. Right. They yeah. vote for the way. And that's yeah. And like you said, like it just recently happened where like if faithless electors go the other way, like there's going to be consequences, which I feel like there should be. Right. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's how we preserve the representative. Well, I don't I honestly don't know. I haven't been keeping up with it, but I, I don't I don't know exactly if there are consequences at this point. I know that that a lot of cases were put in play and I think some of the shit made it to the Supreme Court. I don't know if Supreme Court ever said anything, but um. <laughs> stuck in the minutia for a while too yeah yeah well again like i mean this i i know these things probably slightly better than a general level but like i have no fucking interest to understand the subtle inner workings of a lot of this shit so i don't have that much fucking time i mean i'm an analyst and i have fucking ocd and i have three fucking decades of random trivia bouncing around in my fucking head so to add to that some shit like well what is a faithless selector what's that uh court case about and what's going to happen to those guys like I mean, it's about it, like the end of the day i don't really fucking care you know like yeah um, i mean i it's like i want to care but the system the system is too convoluted for the average citizen to exactly. even be informed like, enough like to make a decision yeah, yeah which yeah. is which is bad obviously because the yeah, but that's the way the government that's the way this deep state yeah. uh that's how they maintain these fucking systems of control. I definitely don't want to tread into some sort of weird matrixian Alex Jones, like crazy talk about conspiracies, but like 
the people in this country don't make political decisions for this country. And point number two, my cynical fucking ways, point number two, politicians may have all the greatest fucking plans in the world when they walk in to whatever office they work in. But it's like, what did Mike Tyson say? Everybody's got a plan to like punch them uh, until yeah. they get the punch in the yeah. face. You roll into DC with all these grand fucking designs of changing the world, and you're going to get your shit pushed in real fast. Yeah. And you're not going to get reelected. So after the first election cycle, every politician in the country at the national level has one fucking job to do one job get reelected. Yeah. I remember this. Is just- that right? No. Right. This was a <laughs> like maybe almost 20 years ago that a congressperson. When elected, they have to raise, and this is 20 years ago, $10,000 a week to be competitive in their next election. That's not being primary, nothing, just a regular general. Yeah. Now, you know, adjust that shit for inflation. It's probably 3x <laughs> that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to think like, so So these politicians want to get up and talk about fucking starving kids and shitty schools and school shootings and fucking covid and all this shit and at the end of the day dude they're just grifting for extra fucking dollars to yeah. throw into shit that isn't going to help you yeah it's and like gonna the help the day, a corporation's going to have way more of a say over a bill than yeah. yeah like you know even even like unions like unions have been getting chopped down for years you're talking like like a comp like uh the health insurance lobby they have like three thousand lobbyists in dc at all times, it's a it's a yeah. almost I think it's trillions of dollars the market. Oh yeah. So for us yeah. to ever get anything close to like afford, not even Medicare for all, but affordable healthcare, where it's like a yeah. real nonprofit, not like a fake nonprofit, how they operate now, how hospitals operate now. Um, you're talking decommodifying a market that's a trillion dollars. They will. Yeah, you can't do that. Kill any. That's, that's still not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that's not shooting. They, they, shooting health. They're gonna find you dead, dead in your bathtub with uh, two shots in the chest and yeah, but, all the suicide. Yeah. But you know, it's it's like it's even easier than that because nobody even has to spend two bucks on a fucking bullet to stick in your melon. They just write you a fucking check that's meaningless oh, right. to them. Of course, definitely. And then and then and then instead of making you a body, they make you a fucking asset, and yeah. they can just use you and use you and use you. I mean, I don't. Again, I'm, I probably come across to some people as like this fucking dark, cynical, jaded asshole. And that's probably 100% true. However, I'm a very, <laughs> I'm a very informed, experienced, jaded, jaded asshole. asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 like, I, I never, I never walked into adulthood like being a responsible voting citizen. I didn't walk into adulthood with these like, uh, you know, pie in the sky like thoughts I about how the president is this great fucking yeah. dude or chick or whatever it is. Like, man, you don't become leader of the free fucking world being a nice guy. I, I don't want to. Well, yeah, first anybody's bubbles, but uh, right. you know, every fucking president that any school kid can name right now over the last fucking fifty years has killed kids, not directly, but they're still the president of the fucking United States. So from Republic of Vietnam, fucking all the way down, people are involved in bad shit. So I don't have any delusions about that when I walk into you know a presidential election. Um, I. I I guess from a personal point of view, which is is definitely an outlier in any of these conversations, I've met several heads of state. That's not to brag about anything. I don't really fucking care. But 
I've never been impressed by you. I, I really, I, I haven't, I've, I've met a lot That's of them and I'm like, you're just a dude. You're just a chick. You're just, you probably shit your pants sometimes too. Like yeah. we all do. I never have, but somebody, you know, but, uh, um, what's your back? And, and so like, I don't I know some of your background cause I don't, I'm not familiar. Oh yeah. I guess you, you don't. So, uh, okay. So I'll just, I'll give you the nuts and I'll give you my GI Joe file card. So I was in the, <laughs> I was in the army. It's a, it's a little known fact that I was also in the air force for a little while. Um, I, I worked primarily in, in the intelligence community, but most of the work that I've done in the last 20 years has been overseas and in the far East and completely dislocated from any official channels. Um, I, I actually grew up in Arkansas. So believe it or not, if, uh, if any of the Clintons are watching, uh, I, I've eaten meals with those dudes, um, all three of them. Um, and I've seen Bill Clinton probably five dozen times in my life. And the guy always remembers my name. Okay. My I, I, name. I, will, I will put it in short. Uh, yeah, summarize it. Theo is the guy that Hillary sent if you displease her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely not. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm washing my hair that day. Um, but but yeah, I mean, so so my my, uh, my academic background is uh, is linguistics and, and anthropology. Um, so I, I come at a lot of this shit from uh, semi egghead angles being able to see populations and trends and all that kind of shit and when i was working in, in military intelligence i worked in human intelligence i worked in pure analysis uh i worked in in psyop and shit for a while back in the way early days um so uh you know i i i worked in journalism a little bit in the middle of all this um but I've spent the majority of my adult life outside the United States. Oh, wow. Actually, not even the majority of my adult, the majority of my life at this point, I have spent outside the United States. Um, and and in, in this last stint, I was out for three total years. And during that three-year period, I spoke in person with a native English speaker maybe five times. Wow. What do you, what do you speak? How many languages? Uh, I was I was doing well. I mean, that's a rough, <laughs> that's a that's a rough question. So at the time, I was functional in Japanese. Wow. Um, in the past, I have been functional in German, uh, Turkish, modern standard Arabic, which is fucking useless. Um, and uh, you know, I've lived I've lived in Europe. I mean, I graduated high school and, and like had a backpack and was gone. I moved to Germany. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I joined the military and, and just always gravitated around shit like, uh, information flow, uh, you know, whether it was PSYOP or military intelligence or any of that shit, it's all information flow. Uh, I've worked as a teacher. I've worked as a teacher in America. I've worked as a teacher overseas. I've been in a classroom. Um, I've, I've taught all kinds of different types of people, but the, the, the way all this shit glues together is that it's all about the movement of information and understanding information and getting that information to somebody. So, um, so this is one of the reasons why, like, I get a little bit pissy when I'm dealing with, uh, in this conversation with like people who don't know that, that the electoral college chooses the president. It's literally in a fucking textbook that somebody gave you yeah. at some point and you just chose not to fucking know that shit. And now you blame fucking trump or god or whoever you blame them that the system's broke and you didn't even 
enter into that transaction understanding the fundamentals of that system, which are you vote for your fucking mayor, your governor, your alderman, your justice of the peace, whoever, yeah. uh, and and let the fucking big let the people at the big kids table choose the president for you. Um, again, I'm not saying any of that shit is is justifiable or or the correct right. way to do things. I, I think. Yeah, but if you're gonna have an opinion, you need to fucking know like just like yes. free information, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and also, I, I very, I very rarely, I don't want to say I don't disrespect somebody's opinion, but, but because I come from at least a slightly huggy, feely social science background, I can sit at a table with somebody who I'm a hundred percent diametrically opposed with, in terms of views of whatever, and I can still drink beers with them. Yeah. We can still go see fucking Doom together. Like I'm not gonna hate them because that's their opinion, man. You know, like. I don't know. People get hung up on shit like opinions and uh, especially the last couple of years with COVID. It's, it's just like, I don't, I don't ever try to throw an expert card. I don't ever try to play that card, but, but when I talk to people who, I don't know, want to talk about social issues, grand social issues in the United States. And it's like, that's awesome, dude. What's your background on that? And they'll be like, well, uh, you know, I did a couple of years of uh, communications and psychology, uh, but I never graduated. And, and now I work at Home Depot. And it's like, that's killer. So essentially what you're telling me is, is this is just an opinion. We're not, you're not sharing, you're not sharing with me factual, actionable information that I need to like care about. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, and I, again, that sounds like some jaded asshole shit, but but when, when we're rolling into shit like politics or social issues or uh, social media, everybody's got a fucking opinion. What a Dave Mustaine, right? Dave Mustaine, the guy from Megadeth. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and they stink, you know, um, <laughs> right? And that's social media. That's social media summed up in one fucking sentence because I, I really don't care. You, you could be a fucking MD, dude. You could be a, a, a PhD epidemiologist. And when you're on social media talking about these things, fundamentally – you're going to be talking about something you are not an expert in, but you're trying to convince me because you've got a PhD that you're an expert in this other thing. Well, guess what? Being a military intelligence guy and being a social scientist who deals with information and information flow, it's basically epistemology. So don't try to bullshit me, right? Rule number one in human back in the day was never bullshit a bullshitter. And, and so so I think that this is another issue with how, how Americans talk to each other these days. It's okay for me to sit at the Thanksgiving table and share an opinion. We don't have to fight about it, right? But I also need to honestly represent my opinion as what it is. It's an opinion. Or I can say I have fucking credentials or qualifications or whatever in this subject. I would like to state blah, blah, blah. But we're not in fucking court. You're at the Thanksgiving table, man. Be civil. Right. Yes, yeah, I mean – See, like, I'm very opinionated and I have no problem slinging it around. Fuck yeah, and you should, dude. I'll never, I'll never act like I'm an expert in something. Like, I'm always down to, like, I always want to know if there's more information that whether it changes my opinion or not. Like, I want to know the whole picture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's important to me. Like, even though, like, I lean certain ways and stuff and I'm compassionate in certain ways, like, in terms of, like, healthcare, like, that's a big shift for me because. We're getting fucking scammed, bro. Like, I used to scam people. We're getting fucking scammed here, like, bad. Yeah. You know, like, that pisses me off. So, like, things like that where I'm, like, I can get belligerent with people about healthcare because the minute somebody tells me, oh, no, there's a private solution. Like, bro, we've been doing this private solution for, like, the last 40 years, 50 years. It's not working. 
You know what I mean? It's just not working. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is like almost all developed countries have some sort of system, whether it's a hybrid system, whether it's fully nationalized, whatever, that work. Yeah. You know, it's not like people in Canada are dying way more than they are in the United States or any developed country. You know, our life expectancy is lower than most of these countries, right? So there's something to be learned from these other countries. But the thing that's holding us up is obviously corporations are our real overlords. Well, the thing with with healthcare in the United States, uh, as you have said earlier, it's a convoluted Yes, it's a lot of interest. And as you said, how you can actually make a a one trillion business uh, obsolete overnight. It's very difficult. Those people have their have have not only difficult, dude, it's impossible. They even tried. They even tried in Fight Club. It didn't work. (laughs) They have their lobbies. They have their Obama came in. He had a ton of political capital. Yeah, he had to get over the hurdle of like the the economy collapsing, which was banks full and the political you know, apparatus just fall for deregulating like crazy. He got to pass that. And then he's got significant political capital. You know, the entire Congress is his democratic. And they still came up with a watered down healthcare bill because no one's getting anything done unless the insurance company gives their fucking blessing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and like, if you're a logical human, like reasonable person, you see that it's obvious that we are corrupted. The shit is fucked up. Yeah. So that's why I'm yeah. and 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 another 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 fundamental about like it's, it's a fundamental a lot of problems but this this problem in particular so one way that politicians in America like the, the weak point and I'm really good at spotting uh, exploitable things and gaps and systems and then exploiting them. They taught you um, that or, the CIA. Yeah, I didn't work for the CIA, but but if I'm a good guy, then I find those gaps and those exploitable yeah. qualities, and I say, hey, these are the, this is the shit you need to fix. Um, but, but, but politicians in America, man, they don't have a long-term plan. Everything in America is a four-year election cycle. Look at every, look at everything that we did during the entire two decade fucking global war on terror. It was all based on four-year fucking election cycles. man. I have a very good example of that. Hold on. Let me, let me, 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 hold that point. I got to finish the second part of this. Corporations, they ain't got that kind of time constraint, dude. Those guys have long game plans they will outlive and outlast any fucking election cycle and probably any election like any political party in the country because they know that the moment you walk into office they've got you by the balls and or labia and you're going to do whatever the fuck they want and they're going to make their money and you're either going to be a part of that or you're not you know um bill hit it yeah so when uh, obama was trying the second search in afghanistan the, the generals wanted an X amount of troops and he announced the number of troops and he also announced the moment they will start getting back, which is insane for any yeah. of and, yeah. the only reason, and the only reason, obviously, he announced that the moment they're going to come back is the simple reason that he needed to give the generals their cake because, nobody, because then nobody can accuse him that he didn't try to win. And he announced the drawback because obviously the next consideration is the re-election and the promise that he's going to stop those wars. Yeah. But you, I mean, in, in a war setting, you never announce to the enemy, and I understand why he did it, but the Taliban has TVs too, that right. hence the, no, the, known exp, the, the known expression, you have the, ta- uh, you have the watches, we have the time. 
because yeah. if you if you tell us you're leaving, we're just gonna wait. Well, I mean, they knew we were leaving. Anybody who thought otherwise is fucking retarded. Yeah, but it's a different. <laughs> it's a different to have a set timeline. Isn't I, it? I, I I understand that, but, but you know, and I definitely I, I agree with what you're saying. But to play slightly devil's advocate and to look at this slightly more objectively here for a second, you got to understand, not you, but whoever the fuck is listening. Politicians walk into office. A politician like Obama, I'm sure Obama, like I said earlier, he walked into fucking office with these gigantic saucer eyes and he was going to change the world and fucking yes, we can and all that shit, right? Um, <laughs> that's not the way the office, that's not the way the office of the president of the United States works, right? Any, any fucking former POTUS will tell you that. You sit down, you have people who have been there for the last 40 years say, read this, sign this. Is it this box? Is it this box? Is it a yes? Is it a no? And the president will roll in every day and maybe be like, hey, guys, do you think maybe we can do this today? Yeah. And they'd be like, no, shut the fuck up, man. Shut up and dribble. Now, a, a good example <laughs> of this, especially with fucking Obama, I don't say fucking Obama because I don't like the guy. I just throw fucking in a lot of random places, um, is that at, at one point during the Obama administration, Obama wasn't even taking his morning intelligence briefs. Because he, he just wasn't a part of the decision-making process. So he's like, why am, I, why am I sitting through these briefs and learning this shit if I'm not doing anything to make any of these choices? And every fucking president before him went through the same shit. Clinton had the same fucking problems, right? George W. had the same fucking problems. He was probably less worried about not having to make choices. He was like, sweet, I ain't got to work today. Fuck it. <laughs> but, but like... All of these guys walk into office and the first thing they're handed is a shit sandwich, a big one. <laughs> it's called America. And they've got, they've got to choke that shit down, right? Or, or just ride through their, their time in office, get the fucking retirement, get the, the Secret Service dudes for the rest of their lives. Um, but like Netflix, uh, a Netflix kind of fucking uh, uh, pension like Obama did. You know what I mean? Like just get yeah. And the problem is come to your birthday party. Yeah, the problem man. is the problem is if those people running the shit show, what whoever they are, if they don't wake up to the fact quickly, they're gonna have either an internal shit show or they're gonna be a, a second grade power and nobody will give the money anymore because China will run the show. Yeah, I mean, again, like I, I have a hard time taking China seriously. I hope you motherfuckers are listening since we're on Zoom there, China. I have a hard time taking China seriously because. They have no clean water. They have no clean air. They have no clean food. Guys, China is fishing all the fucking way across the Pacific, off the coast of Chile, right, around the Galapagos Island in, in illegal UN fucking protected waters to get fish because they don't have fucking food in their country. Do you think they want to sail their boats all the way across the fucking Pacific to get special Galapagos fish for their fucking people? No, they have no goddamn food in their country. I'm also thinking like with China, like I, I think Jack mentioned this, where uh, basically they found out that one of their soldiers was killed in Africa, just one. And like yeah. the the civil, the populace freaked the fuck out. Like, what the fuck are they doing there? Where <laughs> Why are they in Africa? Oh, we don't have gas. Where like they pulled back like their projection yeah. a bit. So like, are they yeah, really yeah. down to like battle it out with us? In the no. No, man. And, and, and again, so that, that goes back to this ability versus, versus willingness. So, so let me nerd out here for a second. So as an analyst, right, you Greek motherfuckers, 
analysis linguistically fundamentally <laughs> means to break down something to its fundamental parts, right? To the smallest little pieces and try to understand it and put it back together again. Now, most analysts in the system don't do that. They're like egghead nerds that read a lot of books. I ain't like that. I feel shit out. That's the way I work. That's why I always try to be outside. Um, so, so any political authority or any social power that's trying to exert any sort of authority is going to boil down into four kinds of motherfucking people, the able and the willing, the able and the unwilling, the unwilling but able, and the unable and unwilling. Everybody everywhere on the fucking planet in this species is going to break down into one of those four boxes, right? So, yeah, man, China's got like hypersonic missiles. They're shooting around the fucking planet and they get they're building islands in the fucking South China Sea and all this whiz bang shit. I don't know why. They can't feed themselves. They can't water themselves. The desert out west is getting bigger, right? They don't have all the natural resources they need, which is why they're in fucking Africa digging up fucking nasty crude and which is why they're playing loan shark around the planet with places like fucking venezuela right because they need shit it's a huge massive industrial power on the way into the past tense of that word which is why for the last 10 years china has started moving out of things like industrialization they're not making all our fucking double-headed dark mall dildos and fucking braveheart <laughs> replica claymores anymore they're moving into shit like pharmaceuticals and IT because they don't actually have to have big-ass factories that burn through energy anymore because they can't. They cannot sustain that shit. None of it, right? So, so if you take China and remove all the sociopolitical bullshit and you look at China just from like the point of view of an infrastructural specialist or like an infrastructural civil engineer, you'll see that that's why they can't water themselves because the desert's growing and there's not as much water coming down the river. Speaking of the river, they have some very big fucking dams on those rivers. And anybody who knows anything about dams knows that the moment you make one, that shit is falling the fuck apart and you have to maintain it faster than it's falling apart. China cannot do that, right? China can't keep its fields full of food because the air is fucking polluted. So the water that comes down out of the rain is fucking with the food and they can't get enough clean water. They can't desalinate water in the fucking ocean. So it really is just a waiting game, right? They got the watches, we got the time. They might make money and they might have fucking great cyber warfare teams and all that shit. But like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm very unmotivated to like see them as a fucking boogeyman. Dude, their biggest aircraft carrier was a hand-me-down fucking like Ukrainian aircraft carrier. It used to be a cruise ship. How the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to take that? This is a goddamn Austin Powers making, plot, yeah, dude. They were making a casino, then J J China bought it. and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with their stealth fighter, dude. They had this stealth fighter, and it's like, here's our fucking stealth fighter. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, hold on. We'll be back. Uh, break for this commercial message. And then, like, <laughs> They ain't got a fucking so like and, and all hypersonic these... missile. Like if we didn't know about that, if, I mean, I I'm find that very hard to believe that they're like high ends of like intelligence in the United States did not know about their hypersonic missile. Concur. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. They, 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 I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert on, I mean, I'm an expert on how that shit works, but I, I don't know. Um, but, but one of the things that the United States does with China that's really interesting, super shitty during COVID, but, but was really interesting is China will do some shit and be like, we've got hypersonic missiles. And America's like, oh my God, hypersonic missiles? 
Meanwhile, we've known this shit since fucking five years ago when they started working on it. You know what but, I you think? Know, like, I think it's yeah. Afghanistan's done. Iraq is still happening. Syria is still happening at a small level. We need the think tanks need a new boogeyman. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why we're seeing that in every fucking news store, every news cycle, basically. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. But but also the American people need something to hate other than each other, other Americans, I guess. Yeah, but but see, that's that's where that's where shit's going to become a problem because because China basically owns Hollywood. So mm-hmm. right, I may I may love you here and I may love you there, but then I'm going to go to the movie on Friday night with my girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever, and I'm still going to get all those weird subtleties, right? Um, it's just, I, I don't know, man. Okay. So I was in, I was in the military before the GWAT. So I watched that whole thing change. And then I'm still involved with the government after the GWAT. So I've been involved with the fucking, you know, yeah. the business end of the United States government for three phases of American history. And it's just like, again, I'm just a fucking jaded asshole at this point. Like I'm the guy you don't want in the brief at this point, because I'm like, I have a question. You, 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 you make me sound like an, an alarmist, but the thing is, after the fall of the Soviet Union, people find out that indeed, in a large percentage, was a hollow giant and it had mm-hmm. many problems. I, I mean, China at the same time, it has those problems you mentioned, but they have a boatload of money because that was the problem of the Soviet Union. They didn't have uh. the money to keep their machine running, while China does. And... Is not Hold gonna up. be. I'm not. I'm not arguing that they're gonna invade Los Angeles. They don't give a shit about that. But if that they would can, be a good movie, though. Fuck it. That's that, how Red Dawn should have been made. I mean, instead of that, the Red Dawn that was the. You, you know that ah, now you said Hollywood. You know the original plan for that Red Dawn. Uh, yeah, it was movie? China. It's China. It was China. China said, hey, you can't fucking do that. Exactly, and they put the North Koreans in. It was. Uh, yeah. Look, the big the big problem with that movie is that they never should have tried to remake the original. All right. That's one thing. Yeah, of course. You can't, look, you... So, so China, China's economy, like the financial end of, of the China spectrum is really, really, really highly twisted up in, in a fucking loan shark market. Right. So, you know, here's another way that, that like uh, somebody like me would look at this. People are like, oh, God, we, our, our national deficit is so high. We owe China $21 trillion or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, we sure do. How, how motivated do you think they're going to be to break the fucking country to pieces when we owe them more than their economy? Wasn't, there like, uh, wasn't there like a, yeah, the, there's a rumor it's, it's, in 08, 09, when shit was hitting the fan that Russia approached China to sell off the U.S. Treasury bonds and basically run on, do a run on them on the you know, mm-hmm. United States. And China was like, chill the fuck out, bro. Like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> you hopped up on goofballs? It, it, it's the known joke that when you owe the bank 500 bucks, you have a problem. When you owe the bank 50 billion, the, the bank has a problem. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Every, yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. Most of, like a lot of our debt, too. Yeah. They're friends. They're friendlies. Yeah, but the, the, the trick with, with how China wraps itself into a lot of our shit is that they own a lot of actual physical property, which becomes problematic at some point. But at the same time, this is America, guys. Another lie we've been told is that you own shit. You don't own anything in this country. You rent it from the fucking government. If yeah. you don't pay your taxes, they're going to come and get it. So if China thinks it's going to get a foothold in this country by owning a corporation here or a business there or a fucking city block there... I mean, 
also like, IRS like, like China's got like shit. a little Achilles heel kind of thing. Not where like, but for them to become the real economic power in the in the world is their currency is not like the standard. Like it's not strong enough to be the yeah. standard. It kind of hurts. Yeah, too. yeah. Is well, that, and, that, and go ahead, Bill. Yeah, it's not like the dollar. That is because the fact I was reading an article about that because the fact that dollar is used outside the U- U.S. in such a like a, it has such a popularity, it's like a loan. Essentially, it allows the Fed to print that yeah. that kind of uh, like the the equivalent sum that is outside the U.S. It's some some yeah. strange mathematics stuff, but yeah. it, it works like that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's already that's already getting past the strange philosophical stuff where a fucking paper dollar actually means anything. But yeah, you're that's, right. There's that's some fiat like money for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Bitcoin. It's just paper in your pocket. It's imaginary. Well, that's but, the thing. The, the argument for Bitcoin and for cryptocurrencies is that they have a substance because they are a solved equation, if you like. While fiat money is. It's it's paper that you and me agree it has value, so that's a difference. Yeah, dude, it's all it's all just fucking play pretend. I mean, it really is just at some point it becomes play pretend where it's like, look, I agree this is a dollar and it's worth a hundred pennies, right? Exactly. Correct, and you agree that it's a dollar that's worth a hundred pennies. Um, can I have that gallon of milk, please? <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, all right. Can I have a sure. latte, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need that six pack of fucking Miller Lite, whatever, right? But but another problem with China comes from from like the social end of things, right? So, you know, for any of you nerds that want to look up on Wikipedia and and start looking at like the the top ten languages spoken on the planet, or, or, or look at a language map of China. So one of the big deals, and like I've I've always been pretty intimately involved with the language community and the and the military and the, the intelligence uh, community. So. One of the big things that China wants everybody to believe is that Mandarin is A, the most widely spoken language in the world, and B, is the most widely taught language in the world. Now, factually, neither one of those are, are factually correct. Neither one of those are correct. So when you, when you actually look at, at what a linguist would do when they map out the language of china it looks like somebody piss and shit all over everything it's like an ethnic map of the fucking balkans there's just dots squiggles and fucking chunks everywhere all the school kids get taught mandarin but you know what else all the school kids get taught english (laughs) right but not all the people speak mandarin especially the uyghurs which have just entered the fucking news you know in the last five years or whatever ain't none of those motherfuckers speak mandarin most of the people down south don't fucking speak mandarin yeah. Most of the people in the center of the country don't speak Mandarin. Mandarin is Han Chinese language, and the Han Chinese are like one specific sub-ethnicity of the larger fucking Chinese well, they, ethnic they, conglomerate. There are about seven hundred million of them, though. I mean, I'm <laughs> not Chinese. saying I'm not saying they're not a lot of them. I'm just <laughs> saying that, like, I mean, I I actually know a lot of I, I have a lot of Chinese friends, so I can talk like this. No. Um, I, I knew a Chinese. I knew a Chinese couple, and they were both involved in business. And they were both from China, born and raised. And they communicated in in English, because she was from Western China and he was from Southern China, and neither one of them spoke the same wow. fucking language. That's why. Right? Yeah, and and that's the, that's the second the, things. the second <laughs> language is Cantonese, right? I'm correct. Which is uh, yeah, I mean, sort of theoretically. I mean, that's the big language of like uh, of 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 Hong Kong and and like that southern coastal area. But dude, I mean, 
people, the average fucking American, and I'm an American, so I'll just judge all Americans the same right now. Most Americans, you say China, and they're thinking like dudes in fucking silk pajamas doing Tai Chi in the park, yeah. right? Um, yeah, that might be 750 million people, but the vast majority of that country is not what we would consider yellow, <laughs> right? Like they, they, the fucking country is massive, and it's full of a very, very vast array of different ethnicities and languages well, the, it's proven with the the behavior of the of the muslim group they have which i can't pronounce the name to we save do. my life yeah we for do. some reason for some reason in english i just like my mind is blank on that <laughs> it's like when i have to say it in english it's like blank what's the what's the name of that group so which Uyghurs, that, i just said it it's yeah it's yeah. Uyghurs. yeah the Uyghurs. which which they they have to treat them like that because obviously they consider them a threat as you said, it's a different ethnic group. I mean, I don't even I don't even honestly know exactly why they consider them a threat. But I know that that the wild, wild west has been a really, really big problem in China for a long time. Now, one of the this is this is where I kind of enter into this situation. The Uyghurs are actually Turkic people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And some of them ended up in ISIS, if I remember correctly. I'm sure there's, uh, you know, people need work. Um. So, so when, when I, one of the, one of my jobs as a linguist in the military is working as a Turkish linguist. So, I mean, we all know that people in Turkey speak Turkish, but if, if you look at a language map of Turkic languages, it stretches yeah. from like Germany <laughs> to Anatolia. Right. And then it stretches uh, all the fucking way across Asia into China. There are fucking it, Turkic speaking communities near the Korean peninsula. Yeah, because the Turks as a nation, they hail from Mongolia. So all that, yeah. all that, the, the, uh, let's say, path, it's littered with Turkic origin I languages. I like how you said littered, Bill. Well, it wasn't a job on the Turks. So I'm, it wasn't, fucking, I'm, just, I'm fucking with you, dude. Yeah, but, but I mean, again, as we all know, we've all seen fucking Mulan, dude. The Chinese and the fucking Mongols don't like each other, yeah. right? They never have, and and so so when you when you look at that at that like that ethno linguistic or ethno cultural map of China, it is not this one solid color that that the Chinese the, the you know the the PRC wants you to believe that it is. Uh, another thing about Asian Far East, or, um, geez, that's geographocentric. Uh, Northeast Asia, um, one very very strong part of Asian culture in that part of the world, and I've I've ranted about this shit a lot. Is the uh, this this fucking mania for maintaining a facade, right? And it's the uh, it's not like to lose the, not to lose face. It's very important. Well, it's not to lose face, yeah. But it, but it's it's also like uh, I mean, even well, look at it this way. So if you got if somebody walks into your house or your apartment, generally speaking, an acquaintance is never going to be in your bedroom, for example. That's your private fucking space, right? <laughs> That's your shit. Your kiss posters are on the wall, right? So, um, so you, you keep those people in the more, more public parts of the house and they are always welcome there, right? So in, 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 in Northeast Asia, whether it's uh, the Korean twins, Japan, Taiwan, China, all of those cultures have a very, very, uh, tr to try to maintain a very, very tight hold on maintaining perception. All right, guys, like 15 minutes ago, we just talked about all the bullshit about China. 
their fucking aircraft carrier is a fucking casino. They're all this shit. Now they're big about throwing that stuff in the news and they're big about putting things. Uh, okay, in houses, let, me, right? let me stop you right there because the Greek society is the same, at least in I think like maybe, 10, maybe 10, 15 years ago. If you yeah. invited somebody in your house, it has to be clean or else it has to be, it was some kind of shame. Uh, hey, hold on, that's a uh, that's Xenos, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like the Greek, yeah. If 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 you did <laughs> something, the, if you did something in the neighborhood, the question that your parent is like, what the neighborhood will say? Yeah. Is that it's not like that you did something wrong to begin yeah. with? Is like what other people will say about our family since you did that? Yep, 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 yep. Because so there's a, there's a, there's an element of community, right? There's yeah. an element of community. Okay, so let's let's play that what we just learned about community and the elements of community let's let's roll that right back into how china isn't just one community of fucking commie you know yellow han chinese people right it is a vast array of linguistic and ethnic differences different communities and not all those communities buy into the bullshit right so the moment china wants to unify and get its fucking one million man army um to go nowhere because they don't have enough planes or boats to get them anywhere. So they're going to have to put them on trains and trucks and get them all the way across that fucking desert. Um, getting picked off the entire time. Like <laughs> China itself, like the, the nation of China as one sovereign nation is now going to have a real fucking problem on its hand because all of those soldiers are going to now be somewhere else. Right. And so all of these small communities that don't really feel any kind of strong urge to be a part of this Han Chinese situation, um, you know, they're going to uh, they're going to be a little bit more motivated to to displace or to to to, to do pull their own thing away from that. Yeah, to do their own fucking thing. Um, and and I would assume like it, the U.S. like intelligence is probably trying to expose this, right? I would say theoretically, man, but in my experience, because, you know, in my experience coming from social science, like teetering between social science, like the egghead shit and the operational shit, there's not a lot of people on the operational side that are that really in tune with that huggy feely shit. Um, now, I imagine it's some of the alphabet soup agencies, probably because the analysts really are like, stay in the fucking cubicle and read your yeah. books. Yeah. Um, and they get like PhDs and shit in, in you know, a, a village in the Wudang fucking mountains. Um, and so you you would think that they might. But we're not like throwing a ton of like resources at it. Yeah, well, we're not throwing any resources at it because the United States has been fucking shooting tents with $20,000 fucking cruise missiles for the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, and, and so like we, we have not had the wherewithal or the ability and willingness to do those kinds of things. I mean, frankly, we don't even have a, a huge intelligence apparatus that can even engage China. All of that shit has to be technological. It has to be satellites. It has to be uh, signals. It has to be shit like this. Not like we got fucking spy nets right. on the ground. Those motherfuckers get rolled up fast. Mm. Um, and, so, no, and Billy, Let me ask you, bro, if there was a civil war in America, what side are you on? Uh, no, nobody. He's moving. Uh, he's, moving to, he's moving to Kentucky, dude. Well, the th the thing is, the thing is, as uh, both of you know, I I love the United States, and obviously the ideal I have is 
the ideal of uh, of a nation created out of uh, like the ideas and be, everybody being accepted. So my problem is both sides, they have a vision that I don't agree with. And obviously you can say there are uh, mod moderate people in both sides that they, they I might agree with them while sitting on a table. But the moment you start to getting guns and kill your neighbors, you 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 kind of lose the whole thing. It's like, yeah. what's the point after that? Mm -hmm. What's what what it's 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 a it's a wound that will never gonna heal. I mean, shit. Even people today are speaking about why the first civil war actually happened, and they have all that state rights. And no, it wasn't state rights; it was <laughs> slavery. You, you and, said we weren't gonna talk about that, Bill. <laughs> and it, 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 it and it's a whole like shit show. Yeah, and you those can are see, racist people. That's what they are. So it's, it's a, obviously, the, my argument in that is that, yes, it was about state rights, but the right that they wanted to preserve and in the end send them to war was slavery. So in the end, it was about slavery. So you can argue, yes, it was about state rights, but the last, the, the, the straw that broke the camel back was the slavery thing. So by extension, you might argue that it was for slavery. And I mean, that, that's my understanding, at least. I, I mean, you can say that it's about slavery, and I'm not saying it is or it isn't. Yeah, but, but, but when you want to really lean heavy on the slavery angle, you have to understand another thing that kids learned in their history class but promptly forgot. The last serving president of the United States to own slaves was Ulysses S. fucking Grant, who was president after the goddamn Civil War was done, and Grant was the commander of the fucking Union forces. Yeah. So if the Civil War was about slavery... Why the fuck did that guy finish winning the war, go off and become president, and then own fucking slaves while he was in the White House? I don't know, man. He's in like, the White House? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, he owned, he, he owned fucking, he owned his, he married his wife, and his wife owned slaves, uh -huh. right? And when he married his wife, he gained ownership of those slaves. Right on. And there, there are fucking documents that he has signed freeing some Sure. of those slaves not right and and i mean i ain't gigging ulysses s grant man like i'm not gigging anybody for owning slaves and not owning slaves my family didn't i've got a checkered past in my family so but it's like if you really want to make something as complicated as the fucking american civil war no civil war in the history of civil wars is simple dude sure yeah right? yeah 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 okay i mean obviously obviously <laughs> when somebody says slavery and i don't want to sound like i'm excusing the whole thing because i don't want to get decanceled we know the greeks did that bill you know you're not gonna get no it. no 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 wait wait wait, <laughs> wait wait i will defend my people because we were op equal opportunity uh, there was, there was it's the only way we could get them back to greece okay there was, there was nothing racist about the way the greeks holded slaves because it was simple you lose the war you're gonna be a slave it wasn't about the color anything like that i i agree dude it's yeah. easy it's so anyway they're gonna they're gonna delete that because obviously the most, you know, most people will not accept the joke or not these, they will not he's making it. notes for the shit he's gonna edit out of all this <laughs> um oh you do know okay i'm just uh, i'm just no, saying that i think i think we can all agree slavery was bad Oh yeah, no, straight up. Yeah, oh, oh, that we agree. Like, I'm just like, trying to say that South seceding and like civil war happening, sure, are, are definitely more complicated. It's economical. It's you know. Yeah, that's what I was getting with. Grant's a hypocrite. No, you know what I mean. Like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, the founders, yeah, yeah. the guys who we blow the most, had slaves, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> I, I go to Washington, D.C. only so I can lick on those statues. Exactly. So, like, <sighs> yeah. You know, the- I mean, it was just the system. That's what I meant. Like, I'm not trying to get Grant. Like, that. Yeah. Shit happens, man. It's history. Shit it is what it is. I feel like we've landed on the right side of history, not having. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you see, that's my that's my disagreement with the, the people today complaining about that stuff, because there are people arguing that the conditions of people uh, in living in the United States, let's say the, the wasps were the, the guys controlling things, right? White Anglo-Saxon <laughs> Protestants. So people you are today the, arguing. Murder hornets? <laughs> yeah. People today arguing, there are people out there and scholars arguing, uh, like that lady that did Project 1619, I think that the conditions for other minorities haven't changed for the better. I'm like, I mean, are you insane? Yeah. Like, yeah how you can, how mean, you can make that argument? Yeah, it's different. Sure. It's definitely yeah. better. Than, yeah. Uh, I, so, so another part of this slavery conversation where I, I kind of lean into very differently, I think, than, than a lot of people entering this conversation is that we still have slavery in this country. The United States is the is the planet's number three importer of trafficked fucking humans. Ah, so right? you were about to say about the prison system and how they use uh, prisoners. Uh, to, yeah, uh, make license plates and shit. Yeah. I like my license plates. Well, yeah, but those guys also get a paycheck while they're in prison and you get fucking yeah, lottery that's, and shit. That's, I, the, I that's the thing. You don't get the, get, like, the same paycheck. Number like a couple bucks a month or something. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's your paycheck. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> but, it but, is wild know, so- though that like the most trafficked people are are in America are from are in America. It's happened or yeah. like big big percentage of it yeah it's 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 huge it's fucking massive so um and and like these are things that that we as a uh, i guess we'll call it a legal system these are things that we as a legal system know we know that people are trafficked into this country we know that you know everybody wants to bitch and moan about the porous border and all these illegal aliens are coming and that is problematic to a certain degree in certain contexts but like people are being moved into this country man uh, what was that fucking lethal weapon where like all the people were in the fucking shipping container or some yeah. shit? That shit happens, man. That shit actually happens. People, huh. people are are infiltrated into this country. They they leave wherever their country of origin is as property. They get here as property and will probably spend their entire life in this country as fucking property. It's fucking and then they get thrown in. Then they get thrown into a wood chipper when everybody's done with them. But but like so so. This is a part of my my overly pragmatic view or the fact that I'm always I, I get like hyper mission focused on shit sometimes like you want to spend your fucking day bitching about shit that happened in 1860. And you don't want to do anything about what's happening now. You could get off social media, stop your fucking rant. And start doing real work for stopping slavery. Right. And, and the amenities, bro. Like we're just passing. Yeah, no, I get it. I dig it, man. I dig it. I mean, again, like, like I, I have this weird fucking multiple personality right. where, yeah, where I'm either this hardline dude that just wants to fucking fix everything, or I'm like an a rational anarchist where it's like, well, we're all basically just animals. I just hope I don't get fucking hit in the head with a rock. Yeah, like, you, I mean, if you really look at stuff cynically and like pragmatically, it's really hard to not be like a nihilist, like kind of. 
they shit it yeah. and it's never gonna change you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah i mean we'll, we'll, we'll come come coming at the shit as an anthropologist it's really i don't want to say it's easy but at, at my age now it's easy for me to kind of step back and objectively look at a situation as if i'm watching like fucking wild america Okay, here we are in Minneapolis. <laughs> you know, uh, because this we, we observe the wild American yeah, with the here. voice of David Attenborough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 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 so so people, this is another weird ass fucking thing about Americans and just sort of I think people in general, but we'll keep it to Americans since two of us are in America. People forget that we're we're animals, we're mammals, right? We're we're a fucking biological species that by and large as individuals and as a species is predisposed, is programmed <laughs> to, to operate a certain way, to respond to, a, a, uh, I'm using the word again, like a vast array of stimuli. We have a programmed response for that. No amount of fucking education is going to change that, right? <clears throat> certain types of experience will be able to alter our approach or our reaction. But for the most part, everybody's going to react a certain way, right? Humans are, are, um, Well, what is that? Uh, in, in no, in in fucking uh, Men in Black, right? When uh, K is talking to Jay and trying to get him into Men in Black, and 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 uh, Will Smith's character is like, "Oh, well, why not just tell everybody? People are smart." And he said, "A person is smart. People are fucking scared, pa panicked animals, yeah, panicked animals, and you know it. Yes. And that's a fact. That's a fucking fact, dude. I don't care. You can you can get a room full of fucking PhDs, and if you throw throw a fucking pipe bomb in that room, all of them are going to react like animals." Yeah. All of them. I don't care how fucking uh, you know academically astute you are. That's why um, you that part in uh in the Dark Knight with uh the two boats. Yeah, the the social yeah. experiment that Joker like, tried to run. Yeah, they're fucking blowing up, bro. People are not gonna yeah. be amazing and fucking. And even if that guy, the big jacked up fucking black dude uh from jail, throws out the detonator, the other inmates are gonna fucking kill that guy for throwing out the fucking detonator. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just it's too. It's yeah, we're fucking animals at the end of the day. You're yeah. I mean, there's there's a there's a, there's a way to sort of uh, lighten that load or, or maybe fucking cushion that blow a little bit. But I mean, I think that I think that humans in general and Americans in particular, generally speaking, obviously there are exceptions, take themselves too seriously. They take themselves very seriously. And not only that, but they feel like they should take themselves seriously. They feel like when somebody says, maybe you need to chill the fuck out a little bit, they'll get offended. They'll bristle up and they'll get offended by it. But but they don't have any real, when you really dig down deep and when you're, when you're licking on the fucking Tootsie Pop and you get down to that gooey center, there's nothing there. They don't know why they feel like they're better than everybody or that their way should be the way or any of that shit. They don't fucking know. Because they were told by their teacher and or they were told by the news and or they were told by their friends or their echo chamber or who the fuck ever. But at the end of the day, dude, people, the average fucking American does not try to run down, like really run down and understand why they believe what they believe, why their opponent believes what they believe, what that means, what the, what, what, what the real fucking kernel of reality is within that shit. And, and I mean, again, like that's one reason why I'm just a jaded asshole. Cause I can look at people and be like, this guy's saying this shit on social media. And he literally has no idea that he's just typing out the fucking canned script right. script that all these fucking assholes say. There is, he doesn't there, know why just repeating there, himself. There is no spoon. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's just, there's all kinds of shit. So, so again, like, like 
just start. I mean, if, if you more. if you if you're gonna go philosophical on this whole subject, yes, everything yeah. ev everything is pointless. Okay, I mean, uh, I mean, I, do I ain't saying that. You know, there's a lot of good things about. Hold, no, no, don't get me wrong. Not pointless. Pointless in the sense that if we do a big zoom out, of course, we, oh, as yeah. we said, I mean, we're, we're mammals floating on a fucking yeah. rock in the in the, in space <laughs> that floats <laughs> around in space, which is insane to begin with. If you if you pontificate on it, you're gonna turn you're gonna turn this shit into some episode of Cosmos, Bill. Dude, I love that shit, and I can turn <laughs> it into I can turn it into into a, a, well, like a link of a second, about like about like religion and God and a higher power with dealing with the cosmos. When I talked to like an astrophysicist. Uh, he told me he's like 5% of what uh, the, the amount of stuff that we know in the known universe is 5%. Yeah. The other side, like dark matter, dark energy, whatever, is 95%. So if I'm a fucking religious guy and I'm trying to like get people to like control people, I'm using that as like, that's that's fucking G, that's God, bro, or whatever. Yeah. You may make up a name. You know, that's, yeah. that's Tim. It, it has, there is a term for that. God of the gaps. So, I mean, I, I mean, I saw that on you porn. So, yeah, the, ter oh. the, ter the, no, the term is that <laughs> when we didn't know much, uh, let's say Thor was on the thunders, uh, Zeus was on the thunders. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we go in around and we figure out that thunder is a natural occurring phenomenon. Then God goes so like and, if you I'm know, like above a lawyer for fucking the Catholic Church or pick a church, pick a religion. And I'm fighting against science. I mean, like, they don't even know shit. This is the smartest guy in the fucking world, this astrophysicist. Literally supposed yeah. to know and they don't know and they, he, five percent of the known shit. Yeah, yeah, and he's literally only getting a five percent on this test. Of your fucking already. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So that's the angle. When I first heard that, it's what I mean. There is no god. Let's be real. I mean, but if there was a smart fucking guy, you know, priest, uh, imam, fucking rabbi, whatever, is fucking, um. You know, is exposing that, is fucking using that as like a big fucking lift. Uh, uh, yeah, weapon that they don't know anything, yeah. everything. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, before we turn it to a bit too Nietzsche, but I'm just trying to say about the, what, <laughs> we're all gonna die. <laughs> well, it was, it was kind of nihilistic, but even though he, that was the, that's the problem with Nietzsche, people misunderstand him. He wasn't nihilistic to that point. Essentially, he, through his books, was like, you can overcome that if you do certain things hence the term superhuman which had no relations with the nazis that was a misunderstanding it was never about that whatever i mean have you read Nietzsche? i, I presume <laughs> yeah of course i have yeah well i mean yeah i i i like i i get all that and i people people in in fucking modern american society they just don't introspect right how many fucking people stop in the evening, take a look to the West and say, you know what? That's a motherfucking killer sunset today. That's fucking awesome. You know, the, the, there's no there's no fucking introspection. They, 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 okay. they have to be right in an argument. They have to know more than the other person. Um, you know, they, they, they have to be able to to be well they have to be right i don't know what sort of weird fucking... i'm gonna be a troll here i could see like that's probably a part of the of a capitalist system that yeah, could be i mean it I'm definitely like, i, I like... get after it kind of thing you know what i mean it's competitive yeah. you know it's deeply capitalistic in terms of like you know the way you act i mean i've well, been I'm, I'm there too like i you know for the team house i'm a fucking truffle pig like i look for like the money i look to like <laughs> 
<laughs> even before that in my life like and you know, as you get older that becomes the way you compete with people you know it'd be yeah. basketball or a sport or whatever the fuck or girls now it's like it's still girls but it's like money like that's the a, fucking ultimate fucking scoreboard yeah it's a different cloud it's a different one the, yeah. the thing is i the thing is humans are like that it's not the system the systems that try to root out that uh, side of humans and somebody might argue that capitalism has pushed humans to the worst aspect of that like competition and all that I would but still say socialism did that but keep going <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to tell you that the, the systems that they tried to root out that aspects of humanity, uh, they did it through horrible means. It was never willing. Yeah. I mean, if you see what happens in, um, okay, we're going to go in the known about USSR and all that, that shit. But like the, the systems, those systems that tried to do a social engineering experiment, essentially. And the only, re the only way they can actually root out those ideas and those beliefs from humans were, were through fear, coercion, executions. So it's not the system's fault as we are like that. We evolved to be like that because that's what kept us alive. Now we can, obviously, you, as I said, somebody might say the system pushed that to the extreme and you have very bad cases and that needs right. some yeah. re reeling in, but it's not the system. It's well, human, but, but human nature. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta think like, so, that's back to being nihilistic. Yeah, but 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 so so you, you think about capitalism, right? So you said it used to, it's it's it used to be chicks. Now it's kind of sort of still chicks or dudes or whatever it is you're into. Um, but but money. But I think the reason people want money isn't because they want to carry around a fucking roll of hundred dollar bills. It's because no, it's, they can get a car, get a house, have some shit, have it's, some. It's shit. the power behind the money. Yeah, kind of. But you got to imagine those still. Even if you have a lot of money, if you don't necessarily have the wherewithal to, to exert that power, let me just put it this way. I guess I'll throw a gauntlet down here. You can essentially put me in whatever fucking game you want against a person that has more money than me, which is pretty much everybody. And, <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't have to lean on my money to exert force or to exert my will into that transaction if the contest is to see who can go out and buy the most expensive car you're going to win because i'm not going to go buy an expensive car because i don't need one and i don't fucking want one yeah. if it's uh you know who can uh fuck whatever dude i mean come up with a challenge that isn't specifically monetarily based because yeah, I what think, you're suggesting yeah go ahead like i think where you're obviously more nuanced than most people in terms of like like we go back to like the perception people want that perception that they have money they don't even have to really have money it's the perception of having money and that's yeah. the document to social media like where this civil war 2.0 shit's you know is basically brewing yeah that's where they do it that's where people fucking front and it's show social up. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah they just they just they, well hey well let's let's quote more more cool shit so what's that fucking song in uh in office space when they're breaking the fucking printer right yeah. Yeah. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster or whatever. The guys like, yeah. the guys like people are like these like real motherfucking gangsters don't flex nuts flex nuts because real motherfucking gangsters know they got them right. <laughs> so when 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 you have people that are really really going overboard, like oh hey look I've got a fucking Escalade with spinners or whatever mm -hmm. the fucking big thing is these days, like that's great. 
I don't know why you have that, and I don't know what you think you're going to get with that, but, like, dude, look, I can stack bodies, and I can make chicks come. I don't really know what the fuck else (laughs) you you need me to be able to do. I can skin a pig. I can build a fucking cabin. Like, I don't know. What do you want? You know, you've got an That's the thing with, like, I mean, like, I'm a capitalist for sure. Like, I like... I like the competition of it. I like trying to look at all their fucking veteran run podcasts and be like, fuck those motherfuckers. I want to beat them. Right. Like, yeah. I like that. It gets me going. Like it just does. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like I've realized, especially now, like getting older where it's not really all about how much money and like more and more and more. Cause like you get your essentials covered you're not going to get that much happy. I see it like all the time too with my friends and shit like that. Like this, I know some really rich people that are fucking miserable and it's just what it's human nature. I think, right. Cause you get to that certain point, you think it's wow. I fucking made it. And yeah, your essentials are covered. You don't really have to worry about stuff, but you're always going to think like, Oh, the next thing is going to make me happy. And it's just, yeah, the grass is always going to be green right. on the other side. Yeah. yeah. And that's the it's thing it, that people don't realize. It, it's the carrot on the stick. It's the carrot on the stick. You need the next bigger car to be happy. You need the next bigger thing. Right. That's that's one bad thing about the system, which I agree with you. You're, because, you're a communist, Billy. It's okay, man. You could say Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course. It's he is because, really, he's apologizing for Nazis and commies and all kinds of shit tonight. <laughs> because because no, I apologize. I just tried to set the record straight for Nietzsche. I didn't apologize for for Nazis. I just say that the ma- the poor man has. Sound like you are apologizing for Nazis when I get done. Here. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna nice. get cancelled, boy. Bill. Nice. So, no, I'm just saying that his the- theory of the superhuman had no relations with the stupidity that the Nazis produced about master. Well, D, D and I know what you're talking about, and the average listener needs to wiki Nietzsche if they can spell it and figure out what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about. So <laughs> the problem, the problem is because the system is based on consumption, because every company has to show the big, the bigger, uh, bigger numbers every year to give money to their shareholders. It's based on consumption. It's based to create yeah. you the the illusion that you need the extra step to be happy, which is untrue. The good thing though is that you can have that step. What I'm trying to say is why I'm pro-capitalist is that I live in a house, I have a newest car, I have a brand computer, I have a TV, like which is insane amount. I have an OLED TV. It's stuff that my grandfather, while he was working on ships and getting almost drowned in like some Liberty ships that the U.S. left in Greece after the Marshall Plan and all that. Uh, sure, blame America. I see how it is. No, no. I, I, I said it did a very good thing because uh, I'm Greek, Greeks survived. Greeks survived through the ship industry, shipping industry. It's things that he never imagined he yeah. would have with a very difficult job he was doing. So humanity, I mean, at least in a material plane thing, we progress. Every the, the average poorest person now has things in his possession that uh, like a lord in the 1800s in the UK yeah, they have didn't a have computer in their pocket. Right. And yeah. that's why there won't be a civil war 2.0. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a whole bunch of reasons, man. I mean, like yeah. uh, uh, the fact that everybody's got a phone in their pocket, the fact that everybody's attention span is however many fucking characters a tweet is right. Uh, I, I mean, there's you, you, you don't have a lot of people who are I mean, for fuck's sake, dude, look at the Soviet Union. 
The Soviet Union couldn't even maintain their fucking system of government in a highly motivated manner for 100 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so why the fuck do we think that the average citizen who, who can't even pick up a fucking weapon of any sort, whether that's their fucking kitchen knife or a bear at 50 cal, they, there's no way they have the ability to engage an actual kinetic mortal exchange with another fucking human in order to overpower them to exert force. That shit can't happen. Okay. The average American cannot do that. The average American, again, you, uh, my point that I'm trying to make with all that is the guys that Rittenhouse killed and Rittenhouse himself, he had like a record. Okay, the guys that he shot, they had a record as long as my, my arm and the kid himself had some kind of troubles with the law. So what I'm trying to say is it's going to start like that. It's going to start it's going to start with people if it's going to start and it's going to start with people that they have nothing to lose if you like and they get attached into in the into a, a, a cause because they want to feel important that's right. going to drag everything else in i'm not arguing that is going to happen it's my alarmist scenario even, even even if that did happen even if the powder keg fucking blew up it is one powder keg and it's going to blow up and then it's going to be done Look at fucking BLM. BLM was the most fucking frothy, yeah. violence-ridden fucking the organization. Too, with the pandemic, yeah. it was normal times. It wasn't like, you know, 2019 where this was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's getting the paycheck. Everybody's got the new iPhone. Trump yeah. so, the fire too. Like it, if there was ever a time, it was last June, July. Yeah, man. I mean, there, the shit popped off. Shit went kinetic. Shit sure. burned. Literally fucking burned. Yeah. And then it went out because the next uh, day nobody gave a fuck because they uh, don't have the wherewithal to do that shit. I, I feel you kind of disagree with me. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I disagree with you. I'm just playing the I'm playing the other side of it. The right? devil's advocate. So, so look, let me let me let me paint the other side. Okay, so so I think basically when we say that that the general American does not possess the wherewithal to engage in that kind of lifestyle, when I say that, I mean people in the city. Who are not in a gang? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> who are not in a gang, right? Because gangs are already doing that, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, man, you roll outside of the city limits, fuck, dude. You're up in New York City, man. You go an hour outside of town, man, where there ain't even stoplights in the town. Yeah. And you got people with gun racks in the back of their pickup truck. Yeah, I need a gun at that point. Just yeah, I mean, do you think those people are going to have any sort of problem pulling that bolt back? slapping a fucking round in it and killing whoever the fuck is attacking their town yeah i mean i mean because you're dealing with a very 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 binary zero or one decision tree these are people who i don't know who are throwing molotov cocktails through the fucking hardware store at times or at town square that's not that's not a hard decision making process for a person who lives in a very rural environment I don't know this person. They just threw a Molotov cocktail in Mr. Johnson's hardware store window. This is an easy choice for me. Yeah. 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 And, I, and furthermore, there's the willingness part of it. And they have the ability to do it. They, they, they have been raised with things like firearms. They have been raised putting bullets into living things and skinning fucking deer in their garage. Like, I, I mean, again, I don't think any of this bullshit is going to happen. But, but if it does, the wherewithal is going to wear thin real fast. Let's, let's just give you an example. Um, uh, 
how did how did these BLM rioters get to their places of rioting? They were all bussed in by people. None of them owned the bus. The buses were rented or whatever the fuck it was. And they got there and maybe they carried in their pipe bombs. I don't fucking know. But you know what? They didn't have enough pipe bombs to fucking last through the winter. The shit lasted a couple of lunar cycles tops. But yeah, it was done. Like, listen, I think... I think, listen, the from BLM to the MAGA shit, like, I think a lot of these people think what they're doing is right. And I think, you know, I don't listen, the MAGA stuff with the election stuff is to me, the election was not stolen. I think we're too fucking stupid to steal a fucking election. Nobody, nobody thinks it's a bad person. Uh, if, okay, a friend of ours, uh, Matt knows him. Uh, edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Uh, Don't say his name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I shouldn't. Fucking secret. It's anyway, who, who is it? And Who's the person? Paul. Paul. Oh, yeah. He, there, is, there is a thing inside. Edit that out, too. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody is a villain in his own story because in order to do something, you have to believe that what you do, it's for a good reason. Even, and I'm going to say the Nazis again, even the Nazis, the Nazis that they were killing innocent people, most of them, they were thinking that they have bought in the propaganda that those people are dangerous for my country and I do it to protect my country. They didn't believe they were the villain. Sure, no, that's... If they would have had Indiana Jones movies back then. You, but that doesn't, make them, that doesn't make them right. No, no, it doesn't. Of no, course, that, it doesn't. Make, definitely, it definitely doesn't make no, it doesn't. I'm just, I'm just trying to explain a human reaction to sure. any action, sure. a, a human condition to any action. That in order to do something, you have to believe you do it for the right reason. And I gave the Nazis as an example, as the extreme example. That obviously you do something very shitty, mm -hmm. but those people believed because they have bought in the propaganda <laughs> and all that shit. Dude, still people still bring up the Nazis as being like the number one like bad end of the spectrum, and I will still reference the fucking Khmer Rouge as the bad well, end. Of the, the Khmer Rouge. Those Khmer motherfuckers murdered almost their entire country. Like the worst of the worst in human history. They just like they looked chic, and they're kind of like <laughs> yeah, like guys. And like even if like a like I think George R. R. Martin said it. If somebody fucking wrote. The not like wrote about the Nazis and described the Nazis and Hitler and how it was. Anybody reading it would be like, "This is crazy! No, no way! This is too much! This is yeah. stranger than fiction." Yeah, but yeah. the Nazis are so like, you know, I'm bringing I'm bringing the Nazis up because it's the easy example. No, of course, yeah, uh, everybody. Uh, uh, if yeah. if I brought up the Khmer Rouge, first of all, uh, <laughs> people be like. How do I spell that? What yeah. is a that? good a good percentage of people will never know what happened, and the second and there is also a percentage of people that will defend them because they're tankies. So they're gonna say they did it for good reason. <laughs> much, yeah. uh, much, they were just defending themselves against the capitalist the imperialist forces, yeah, or something. American something, yeah. Read the script. The so the, the Nazis, the Nazis have the BLM, the, right? Like BLM, I think they have a kind of a legitimate beef in terms of like the. Their beef is crazy. Like the way to fix their problem, which is like if black people are more brutalized by police overall nationwide, that's an issue that needs to be looked at. And it's not supposed to be looked at through defunding the police. It's looked at by training the police to actually do some community policing. Do a I little will bit tell you, I will tell you what I agree, where Kittens I agree. Out of the trees and that kind yeah, of shit. Like do a little no. bit of hearts and mind shit here back at home and not in Afghanistan where it's never going to work. Uh, yeah. 
And I will tell you what I agree with the BLM. So sure. they argue that many people that black people are mistreated is racism. So they are right, but they're missing a few decades. So it's not racism today, but I, as far as I understand the American history and the, the, how the social conditions created and, and uh, Theo might agree with me or not. <laughs> so you have a percentage of the black community today being uh, poorer and all that, which rhymes perfectly with the fact that if 30 years before your dad, your granddad hasn't have the right to vote, and he couldn't work like a regular job or study or go to the university, that means you're gonna not have a, a fortune to rely on. Because usually if your granddad was well off, that means your dad went to college, that means you can go to college, right? Yeah, I mean... Uh, so I agree the reason is racism, but it's not racism today, it's racism that... Even, was man, during... even, even if there is racism today, dude, the problem with this argument and, and don't worry, I can, I can be the devil's advocate on the opposite side of any argument. The, the problem with this argument is that you have too many people of color in this country who can and do come to you with a fucking success story of how they had nothing but support. I mean, I, I've said this shit before, dude, man. I was raised in a small town, uh, very very multiracial town i mean we had hispanics we had asians it was one of the one of the biggest uh refugee points for people from southeast asia after vietnam so we had a fucking ass ton of asians we had african americans we had native americans we had all kinds of shit man i rolled around on my bmx bike with kids of all colors and none of us none of us saw color dude this is a nice little small southern town nobody saw color we knew we weren't the rich kids. We all lived in thousand square foot houses and our parents, the single parent that raised us had one fucking car and two fucking jobs and blah, blah, blah. It was never a fucking race related thing. It was all economically based. And I want to say that none of us had any like hate for the fucking rich kids unless they were douchebags. And generally speaking, they were more predisposed to being douchebags in my experience and the poor kids. But like... <laughs> There's too much, there's too much fundamental like bullet points in these arguments about racism that, that are just simply bullshit. They're just simply bullshit. They may be a hundred fucking percent on point in extremely specific cases, but in in generalized cases yeah. within the context of the United States, they are factually fucking incorrect, super fucking slanted, and complete bullshit. Well, like, think about it like they were making a big deal about uh, New York to defund the police. Bro, the New York Police New York police Department, which I have my own beefs with them. <laughs> other things. But, like... Next podcast. Yeah, in terms, like, in terms of, like, diversity, they're an exact mirror of how New York City is. Yeah. Like, it's every day, every day, and every creed. Yeah, there's not like, oh, it's 90% white. It's fucking broken down to almost exactly the demographics of New York City. I'm not saying it's like that everywhere. And I'm not saying yeah. like, from police department, the police department, you're going to have issues. Right. And trying to trying to manage a 36,000 person unit uh, department of something is going to have problems. And you have to think in big scales and there's going to be nuances. Yeah. But I think the one key thing, like in anything, I feel like is like if you're educated, whether it's in civics, whether it's in like media literacy or like community policing, the mm -hmm. only thing that's it's going to get better. Right. The progress will be in 
you know, it's going to be in the pudding. Like you'll see the difference, even yeah. if it's a minuscule difference. Right. Cause even if we got like the best of the best to come and train our cops to like fucking know how to community police, there's still going to be incidences. There's yeah. still going to be incidences with whether it's race-based or anything else, there's going to be incidences. We'll never have a zero. Like it's never going to be perfect. Like well, that's why there's fucking cops, dude. There's cops because shit happens sometimes, man. Yeah, exactly. And like you people know? need to understand that first and foremost, that even if there is a 1%, 2% uh, improvement, that's fucking, we're making an improvement. People yeah. are realistic with their expectations. But but so that, that actually goes back to another thing we talked about in the conversation. When the mayor rolls into office, right, that motherfucker's got a clock. He's got four yeah. years. And yeah. he can't have a 1% or 2% increase in the situation because he or she is not thinking in that manner, which is completely fucked because the police force is still going to fucking be there. Right, right. The, the, the citizenry is still going to be there after that four-year block of time. Man, I mean, I can give you 100 examples of how the United States just steps on its fucking dick or clit shoes every fucking time it turns around because it, it its entire planning process is involved in a four-year fucking voting cycle like a, po- a political cycle yeah. i mean shit in afghanistan shit in the intelligence community this is this is actually i don't want to change the topic but but this is one of the reasons why we have this fucking concept of a deep state what people really mean i mean they think it's some sort of fucking illuminati that's running yeah. the government but like the the deeper you get in the dungeons of this country the more you realize people are just fucking dipshits, dude. Yeah. Well, I don't fucking care what your pay grade is, dude. Like you won't, you're not this like super Illuminati. You even said it, right? Like you've met heads of state and you're like, yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, I'm easy to impress. I really am. I'm an easy guy to impress. Like I kind of revere and like, Oh, you hear stuff where it's like, this guy's rich, this guy's successful, blah, blah, blah. And then you listen to them talk for like five minutes. Like this guy's rich and successful. You fucking He's got a great staff. That's how he does it, dude. He's got people that put his pants on and make sure he doesn't piss himself. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how it works, dude. That's why um, it's but, but, like when you actually find somebody who's actually sharp, that's the rare person. Yeah. You know, like. Well, not, now, now, D is not going to like my answer. That's why I like Elon Musk, because he's actually fucking sharp. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'm not going to assume that the guy is smart because I've never met him. You are led to believe he's sharp. He could be sharp. I don't know. But again, like, I've seen too many magic tricks at this point to believe the fucking magician. Yeah, like, I think I'm, I'm magic trick. I'm not saying he's stupid. Like I'm saying he's definitely not an idiot. But I think he's all fucking smoke, all smoke. I think he's he's crafted a great narrative from ever. He's since got a good PR. He's got a good PR team, dude. Yeah, ever like, since he was in yeah. Iron Man Two, that narrative has been crafted that he's mm-hmm. the next Tony Stark. You listen to that guy talk or move around on the stage for more than fucking two minutes. You're like, this guy's a fucking nerd. And I'm not saying that as a bad yeah, but he's like, the, the, guy. the guy, the guy's on the spectrum. Obviously, he's a fucking nerd. No, listen, nerd. I think he's definitely smart. I don't think he's as smart as like his engineers or any of those people. No shot. He's like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah. great designer. He is not a fucking genius. Also, more something more like something more. Uh, up to date with the Hertz ship. Hertz buying $4.2 billion worth of Tesla of cars, yeah. 100,000 cars, which it's not yeah. even a contract signed, but they signed the fucking press release to get that out there. Yeah. A company that just went bankrupt, not even a year ago, is buying $4.2 billion worth of fucking hardware 
from a company that has never turned a profit and has just made that company a trillion dollar company on a on a stock market. It's all fake, bro. It's yeah. all fake. Yeah, it's all perception. We call that perception management. Right. <laughs> that is what was an official term for that. True yeah. bullshit. Because like Elon Musk doesn't even have anything proprietary. Yeah. And they're on yeah. like if you really want to get deep, like deeper into it, like Tesla, they're sticking with they're not going with solid state drive batteries like Toyota is and the rest of them are. And like those have longer lives. It's quicker to quicker to juice them up and stuff like that. He's going to be behind the eight ball. He'll like Tesla will never sell the amount of cars that Toyota VW take your pick sell. Ever. Yeah, but 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 it's also somehow. Yeah, this also goes back into the, the earlier parts of the conversation. A company like Toyota, that's an old Japanese company, dude. It's one of the richest companies on the fucking planet. And those guys don't make decisions that do not involve multi-generational fucking plans. Right. They're not, they don't, man, they don't care if their bottom line raises 50 fucking percent next quarter. They don't care. Yeah. They need it to raise and they needed to raise the quarter after that and the quarter after that. Yeah. You know, um, and it's Elon Musk is he's just like a projection of America, what it's become as a whole. And that's all about perception. Like, to a different degree in terms, I guess, like like Far East countries, but still kind of the same, where it's like we're all about like fronting. We're all about like, look how big and bad we are. But in the back, it's fucking it's it's literally <laughs> they ain't got no back because they always front. Yeah, dude, I, I, I get it. Elon Musk, Billy, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just look, I, I, I've met a lot of people. I've met celebrities. I've met a lot of people. I just I've been around. I'm like fucking uh Walter Mitty. Like I, I've been in a lot of weird ass situations with a lot of weird people. Some of them were people I wanted to meet. Some of them weren't. But like, I just, uh, what's that? Let's let's keep quoting movies. What's that fucking scene in uh, The Princess Bride where the dude's hanging on the cliff and the guy's like, "Hey, I'm gonna help you get up here. Will you take my word as a Spaniard?" And the and the man in black is like, "No good. I've known too many Spaniards, bro. I don't <laughs> care who I don't care who the fuck you are." I mean, as an individual, I may I may find you, uh, I may hold you in great esteem. But right. you can't say, "Oh, he was a president," and expect me to just fucking care. Sure, I got no good man. I've met too many fucking presidents. Like, sorry, right. I, right. I mean, I'm spoiled on that one. Uh, or, or, or you know, he's rich, or he's a fucking entrepreneur, or he's an influencer, and it's like all of this shit is just these are just Dungeons and Dragons characters, but for Facebook and social media, like none of this shit means anything. Um, like I just, I've been around too much, man. I've been, I've been so deep in the fucking weeds that I'm like going through grains of dirt. Right. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, like you can't, I'm not saying I can't be impressed, but like I said, I'm a simple dude. We'll get into that on another podcast, but, um, but you, you, you can't say something like Elon Musk, uh, must be a genius because he runs a company that's super technological and, and makes a lot of money. It's like, well, actually Neither one of those require anyone being smart. No, no, it's, it's a different proposition. It's a different proposition. You can do that without actually being very smart. But I'm just saying yeah. the man I'm arguing in because of Elon Musk, because I can see the guy and the way he analyzes things uh, according to his interviews and all that. And I see a guy that he thinks that's what I like. Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't, uh, I don't, 
I don't like I don't follow Elon too much. Look, Elon, if Sorry, you're listening, I hate I'm Elon, happy to bro. I'm happy to hang out with you at some point. I'm not very interesting, I guess. So but Elon Musk is, a, is what's wrong with like entrepreneurship now is that it's all based on hyper growth and getting to the point where we have such a big market share where we can control the market and they're always going to, they have to bend to our will. The fact is yeah. with Tesla specifically, he does not control the market. He's been government subsidized for like the last 15 fucking years from yeah. SpaceX to Tesla. He's full of shit and <laughs> I get it. And that's his MO. And like in that he's doing well, like he definitely sells, he sells it, he sells it. And that's a lot to do with it. But the fact is it's a mile wide, uh, but it's an inch deep. Like there's yeah. not in my, well, I, I, I think you'll find, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you'll find with a lot of those entrepreneurial situations that, that upfront the entire thing is, is what we, what we down South would call a hook. It's just a hook. It's just a con, but, but they've got a reactionary plan to that where if shit really, if somebody is like, that's a great idea, here's a million dollars, make it work. And it's like, fuck, fuck. Oh, okay. Get out that thing. We wrote on napkins uh, at the bar the other night. Right. And, uh, you know, but like, and, like we work specifically, like we work was a total fucking grift. Yeah, oh. yeah it's all, they're all grifts, dude. Yeah, I know, but like this one is so bad. Like at least this guy sells fucking cars at like a price that like might be profitable at some point. Like this dude was doing so, uh, you know, shared office spaces, and he was acting like he fucking broke the technology. He had some proprietary fucking <laughs> technology that was like unbelievable. And just because he had a weird fucking accent and long hair. And look like a cult leader. He, <laughs> one guy from fucking SoftBank. They gave him fucking thirty billion dollars or whatever. He there gave. we go, man. There we go. It's all about perception yeah. management, dude. Like he runs yeah. around and fucking, you know, sandals. So what I'm saying is, I think we should get uh, police and the army to round these people up and execute them. That's what, <laughs> what do you guys think? But hey, look, I've got a better idea. We can harvest their organs because then we can actually help, you know, the kids. I mean, we can, have, we, uh, we can use our PR guy. <laughs> to make it look like we're actually, instead of saying like police round up 10,000 entrepreneurs and murder them, they can say um, community health organization supplies 20,000 kidneys to. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, uh, we're talking about, I think you're talking about the halo effect. You forgot to mention that term for anybody that doesn't know yeah. it. It's the perception that people have about companies and that persons and they want to. I like Apple. Apple is a very good example. It's the halo effect of Apple. Everybody wants yeah. to have an Apple because of the what the company signifies. Because actually, the Apple products are yeah, yeah. Until until they go and watch the fucking documentary between the buildings and they realize that Apple is personally responsible for fucking thousands of suicides. Like, it's great. I love this shit, dude. You know, like like my spirit animal is fucking Toto. Well, the band too, kind of, but also the dog from Wizard of Oz, because while every all, all the other characters in Wizard of Oz are wrapped up in their own fucking shit, I got to get a brain, I got to get a heart, I got to get back to fucking Kansas. Toto's just minding his fucking business, and at one point he's like, hey, y'all motherfuckers, this isn't a flaming fucking wizard head, it's just an old man behind a fucking curtain. Can we get on with business now, please? Like, that's 100% of the way that I work. Like, people hate watching movies with me, um, people hate going to fucking magic shows with me. And and it just, but to reference some other nerd shit, there's a fucking book series called the Dragonlance Chronicles, and a, a, a huge subplot mover in that fantasy book is that these people are trying to uh, 
insubstantiate the worship of these gods who are all like fake. They're not real. And, and it ends up getting them into trouble. And one of the characters says the problem here is that people always need something to believe in. That's 100% true. Somebody can start singing Bon Jovi or whoever the fuck sang that song. But, but, but that's the point, man. Like you got these cults of personality, whether it's fucking Steve Jobs. Dude, who was it? Was it, a, was it Bill Burr who was like Steve Jobs was just a dude who leaned into the fucking lab with all his engineers and was like, I want my entire fucking record collection on something I can fit in my pocket. I'll be back in eight hours. <laughs> that's yep. it. Like, I mean, there you go, man. Like he didn't sit down and like have fucking schematics and shit. And even if he did, congratulations. But, but, but people need humans back to us being fucking animals. Humans vicariously live through other people. Now, the, 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 the greater we get tied into social media and technology where you're not really leaving your house or you're not really leaving your office, you don't, you don't get to do those visceral fucking things. So we play video games. We, we watch Netflix. We, uh, we idolize people like fucking Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or whatever it is. And, and maybe one of the fucking reasons why I just – I'm not a fanboy like that shit is because – I've actually gone out to the fucking world and done shit. It's probably not impressive, but you know, it sort of fulfills me as a person. So I don't have to slurp on somebody's nutsack just because they happen to be a fucking fortune 500 company CEO. Like I, I don't, I'm not a businessman, so I don't care. Like I get a paycheck. I cover my shit. Like I'm good. Um, I tell you one of the, one of the biggest fucking giddy schoolboy moments for me was uh, in a fucking bar in Osaka in 2007. I had just gone to a Maiden concert, Iron Maiden, favorite band in the world. I'm a fucking bass player. I love Steve Harris, my fucking idol. And uh, like, I know all their songs. I went to this Maiden show, went to this I'm, tiny I'm, little... I'm planning to go to download next summer. Iron Maiden plays. Oh, yeah, nice. By the way, and make it this. They're getting up there in years, both of those guys. But um, so so then I, I rolled to this, this little, this little like hole in the wall bar. Um, and uh, and Steve Harris is there, bass player from Iron Maiden. I've got a picture. I can send it to you later. Um, and we sat there for, for like two hours in this little bar. We were the only fucking white dudes in the bar. He bought all the beer. We sat there drinking Guinness in a bar watching Rush in Rio on a fucking big screen TV, <laughs> just shooting the shit about music and Getty Lee's bass playing. I mean, it was like I was just chilling with one of my homeboys or whatever. And, and, he was the most down to earth dude in the world. I mean, he would even lean over and be like, Are you almost done. You want another, you know, and, and, and he didn't have to flex nuts. He wasn't like, oh, I'm the bass player from Iron Maiden. Like the bro just wanted to watch Russian Rio and drink his Guinness man, you know, and I just happened to be there as a bystander and it was fucking amazing. Um, and you know, like, like that, that's it when it comes to that shit, like, uh, you, you just you don't you can tell when you're around somebody you can tell maybe not everybody i'm at a point in my life now where i can tell pretty quickly whether you're full of shit uh or not and uh bill and i had a a former boss we'll call him um who was one of those dudes who was just 100 percent full of shit i knew it 10 seconds after meeting the guy i still cashed his paychecks i didn't have a problem with that i never yeah. brought it up but but like i i don't I Hot think when, air balloon. Yeah, dude. But I think I think as a as a human, like when you when you find uh, what did Joseph Campbell call it? When you find your bliss, when you find that shit that sort of fulfills you, whatever the fuck it is. Don't be judgmental about it. Like I don't care. 
whenever you find that, you don't have to go look for that weird shit in other people. First of all, I'm too fucking busy to be a fanboy. I ain't got time for it, right? But I, I don't have to chase down somebody and live through them vicariously because you know what happens? It's like a, like a fucking blow-up doll or Japanese porn or non-alcoholic beer. Like it's just, it's pixelated. There's no alcohol in it. And it's not a real person. So, so no matter how much, <laughs> no matter how much you load into that person that you idolize, like that cult of personality, no matter how much, you are always ever going to receive zero fucking return on that investment. Zero return. You're never going to be fulfilled by that, especially if you meet him. In my experience, um, talking about Elon Musk or Donald Trump any of them i mean look i'm a kind of guy who could have fun at an insurance seminar dude so even if i hate fucking donald trump i think it'd be fun as shit to like go get some drinks with the dude or like i don't know play golf or whatever like i, I don't i mean i don't have any it would be good to like it'd be interesting to experience yeah at least yeah. you're gonna have a you're gonna have a story to tell at the exactly yeah man but so bill but what know, side are you on in the civil war bro? <laughs> I said, I said you, you answered. I answered that already. I'm with none. Moving I to think, Kentucky. Yeah, I think. I think if you if you pick up guns, you are on the wrong side in 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 a society that you can change stuff through uh, voting or moving doing stuff in the local elections, which play a huge role. And many people don't know that because obviously your local councils and your local governments in a state can decide a lot about your everyday life, and people don't bother to change that. And all they want to do is like uh, bragging on Twitter or Facebook about yeah. how how really badass is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's stupid. It's stupid. I mean, I don't mind the obviously anybody wanted to curse at the president. I mean, I'm not American, but the idea of the United States at least is that everybody can say whatever they want. So yes, no, people you can't, can. Bill, you're getting canceled. Of course, you can curse <laughs> at the president. You can yell at the president. You can do obviously all that. And the social media, it's a big uh, chamber that allows you in a big stage that allows you <laughs> to do that. But the moment in still a society that uh, even though in every modern state, you can say a lot of the processes are a bit uh, jaded and uh, uh, tilt in favor of uh, bigger players than the average citizen, at least since still you can change stuff. There are people, I mean, that guy in New Jersey, he ran, and, he ran against the governor with a budget oh, of the, $150. The trucker? The trucker yeah. guy? That's yeah, that so was, awesome. That that's some American really dream like, shit right there. That's, that's, that's a state senator, you mean, right? That, oh, as a senator? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some Forrest Gump shit. Is the guy that doesn't <laughs> do nothing. Oh, and he ends like the, did you see the interview they had with him? No, I didn't show that. He's like, I don't understand anything about anything. But I'm So, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this dude, they had him on Fox News or whatever it was. And they're like, what are you going to plan to do when you get to Trenton? That's the capital of Jersey where the state house is. He's like, well, I don't know. You know, I'll get it. I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. <laughs> I think it is a great story, right? And it shows some hope. And if you really want to get involved and have a shoestring budget and be publicly funded for real and not taken over by corporate interest, I think, sure, that's a great story. This minute you start digging at that a little bit, you're like, all right, this guy's going to be a fucking stooge for the fucking <laughs> Yeah, he just needs to he just needs to make sure that he surrounds himself with people that know what the fuck is going on. I mean, that's really yeah, but that's really the best thing any any way. politician can be. I don't even know if he's a Republican or a Democrat. I don't know. But I, 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 think, I, 
Yes, I heard yeah. he ran, the whole point he ran, he was denied <laughs> a, con a concealed carry license. That was his issue. Okay. <laughs> I love it, dude. I mean, that's awesome. It's not something I would run on. I, I, Me neither, I but I get it. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, you I, can, know. I can respect that Like someone's got actually courage of his convictions, but like the cynic nihilist piece of shit that I am, I'm going to say this guy's going to take advantage of down there. It's what you see? That's our difference. We got to have a podcast. It's just called Jaded Nihilism. Yeah. Uh, because you said the guy, the guy answered when they asked him, what are you going to do when you go to the, to the governor's house and Senate, senators, sorry, and uh, in Trenton? And he says, I don't know, which is much better than I will yeah. change the world. Tomorrow, your, your kid's going to love you. Your wife says that you think yeah. it's going to cool. <laughs> yeah. is, like we're going to cure cancer. I think it's way better than those you're shit. You're going the polar opposite. Like, even if this guy had courage of a conviction, which he seems like he does, be like, hey, I want to figure out this fucking concealed carry thing. I want to do, like, say what you, I mean, you need to have some kind of fucking thought in your brain. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Because it's, it's not like that campaign. The campaign and election process was like 24 hours. Like the dude had to file paperwork. You would have thought that he would have filed that paperwork and been like, you know what? Let me Wikipedia something. <laughs> this, this, this shit all works out. I think I'm going to do these three things. Yeah, everybody but needs to come home and in the house. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But I don't think I don't think anybody believes that with 150 bucks as a budget can win those elections. So <laughs> I mean, listen, way, who's the state senator in my district? Last election cycle was 2020. He won by like 4,000 votes or whatever. Super razor thin. He uh he had to go up like they brought in like 25 million dollars outside of the district spending oh, for a district fucking election in a state senate. Fuck. Yeah. That's like Brewster's millions, right? right. You've got to spend this 25 million. You got to keep all your receipts. Right. You yeah, no it. matter what, you got to blow that money. Yeah. Like there was some yeah. billionaire that was like, you know, basically running packs for a ton of like of candidates, Republican candidates. Oh. Yeah. I mean, what everybody gets kegerators in their house in my constituency. Right, exactly. And I'm yeah, going to fix dude. all the potholes. You'll win by a million. <laughs> the first thing we're going to do is fix potholes, but with kegerators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't fix your potholes. You keep t not telling me what side you want to be on, and it's annoying me. You see how he's dodging it? I'm yeah, very, I have a very clear, <laughs> very clear answer. Because it's, yeah, because it's. Okay, Bill, hold on. Bill, hold on. You're not in the UK. You're in America. Pick a place. I don't fucking care. Phoenix. Well, You're in Phoenix. Well, probably if I was living in the United States, I would live in some rural area. I like North Carolina, Tennessee, all that places, Kentucky, as you <laughs> said. So, yes, obviously that kind of people, the small rural town American is more close to what I believe probably and what I, I think. But I will not side with the extreme side of that thing because I'm not a racist. I'm, don't I'm care not anybody. sure. I'm not sure which side of the this Civil War 2.0 is the is the extreme side, honestly, because like the dude. So this whole conversation between Bill and I got started because there was a series of tweets that was like yeah. a fiction. It was like a fiction story. This guy was writing and then all those tweets got fucking yanked. It was actually a good story. I was enthralled and didn't complete all the tweets because I hate reading a fucking fiction story and like 100 character blocks or whatever. Um, so 
I think in that story, there was some state that seceded, but it obviously didn't specify the state or the reasons. It just, he was just like, they're fed up with the federal government's bullshit and they, they walked out. Um, so for me, like, it would depend on what my proximity, like, you know, let's just say I'm in my hometown in Arkansas, right? And, and Washington state secedes. I don't give a fuck. That's two time zones away. I don't fucking care. Cascading effects aren't going to reach me anytime soon. I got plenty of time to get out of the fucking country. Um, but if I was in Arkansas and Arkansas fucking seceded, then I would have a very, very crunched decision-making process. And I would have to choose things very quickly, uh, very wisely. I'm no stranger to having to do that. So I feel like I'd probably be okay with it. But but then it would depend on the reasons. Why did Arkansas pull out of the union? Was it some stupid shit? Are they really getting fucking hammered by federal bullshit? Like, what is it? But really the bottom line either way for me is like, I'm going to make sure that various members of my family are at least taken care of. And I'm getting the fuck out of the country. It's not yeah. my problem. You know, yeah, fight it out. And it be extremely nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to have their own, uh, their own version of what's going on. Right. And like how they yeah. deal with it. Exactly. And what is right. So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I mean, yes, as a person, probably, I mean, let's say where I live is a good example. Everybody accuses Brexiteers of being racist and bullshit. I have never fe- felt such experience in my life uh, while I'm living in the UK. And now I'm in the UK, obviously, I want Brexit as an idea to succeed. I want the UK to be, to be, gone, to going, be going well because I live here now. It's like, you know, I want these fucking guys to fall apart. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, and obviously the thing is, as I said, I, I probably I feel closer as a, as a concept of life, as to what I want for my life to a place in a small town America. It's more something that uh, it's more, it's closer to what I prefer. But at the same time, some extreme elements that they exist in the societies, I don't agree with them. But so you, you, you're yeah. catching my, my drift. I will be more sympathetic if you right. like. Yeah, you're not taking a side. Even if you're sympathetic to one side, it, will you fucking pick up a fucking. Yeah, if, if I, if I, <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, Bill, we heard you were a Greek veteran. Here's your AK. If, 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 I, if I was living in there and it was, as Matt said, a shit show, yes, I would prefer to get the fuck out of here because obviously right. I don't agree with the whole idea. If I had to defend myself, yes, I would defend myself. It's like, it's simple as that, I think. Yeah, but I, I think another issue with this like theoretical Civil War 2.0 is that it's not going to be the Civil War. It's not going to be World War II. It's not going to be some clear evil shit like, hey, Kentucky's murdering Queers and LGBT people. Let's get fucking, yeah, yeah. like let's go get them. You know, it's going to be some dumb shit. See, I don't even think it would be violence that kicked it off, like you said earlier. I don't think it would be like this powder keg shit. I think what it would be is a place like Texas that's like, you know what, we're tired of busting our fucking ass and succeeding and having you guys suck the wind out of our fucking sails every time we turn around. So fuck you. Here's the Texas Constitution that says we're allowed to become the Republic of Texas. Come and get us, dude. We've got a fucking armored division here. Yeah, and listen, good we'll, luck. We'll call you when our grid goes out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And well, no, but Texas's grid wouldn't even go out because they have all those solar farms and all those wind farms. They have their own fucking infrastructure. Well, I right? mean, and, they go out. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, it did go out because the, the, the fucking shit isn't complete. So hopefully they won't try to secret from the union until all that shit is done. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, man, and, and, and it, it's just there's, there's not a whole lot of states in the union. I think, that but can, I feel like if you game it out, right, let's say Texas is seeded because they're yeah. self-sustaining in terms of a state. Um, yeah. Jokes aside, aside, has anybody seen the movie? I think it's with uh, with David Bautista, if I remember correctly. Oh. It's pretty, it's pretty, which is uh, Texas uh, leaves yeah. the Union and he sends and they send army to capture New York. Yeah, it's fucking Bushwick or something. Bushwick, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't because see it. That just seems like, very strategically unsound. I read the yeah, fucking, I, I read the description. I'm like, I'm not watching this. Because the whole, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's I what I would have been. Oh yeah, Texas seeds, and then they go to New York City. I I think the whole idea was to uh, the whole idea it was to capture New York uh, City as a as a bargaining chip or some shit. What something like that? That makes no sense. Whoever wrote this fucking movie's dumb as shit. They got a big start too, and they probably spent like twenty million to make it. Bro, bro, Uh, whoever whoever wrote that movie thought that the Republicans that they were running Texas they were stupid, so they will do something stupid. That's the point. And that's just dumb as shit. What, hey, okay. what, speaking, speaking of Kentucky, hold on. Speaking of Kentucky, what was that uh, That fucking dragon movie that had Christian Bale in it? Oh, that's uh, a, a, rain, of, rain, 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 of rain of Fire. Yeah, Rain of Fire, which takes place in the UK, but like it's the Kentucky National Guard that shows up to like save the day. Okay, it's, like, it's, not, it's not just the, the Kentucky National Guard. It's uh, Matthew McConaughey in all his fucking manly oh, glory. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> tribal tattoos and shit. And those guys yeah. jump out of the helicopter and get eaten by yeah. the dragon. Like, who planned that shit? <laughs> I mean, it's easy for... Uh, the thing is obviously... The thing is obviously... <laughs> If if there was a worldwide destruction, it's like the last ship. The last ship is like an American. Have you seen the? Uh, the I know of it. I've never seen it yet. So yeah, supposedly the last ship it uh, goes against the Russian Navy, the Greek Navy, everybody. So obviously it's a worldwide ship. So whoever is left is going around. Makes makes more sense that than Texas capturing New York. That's for sure. <laughs> That's so still like, a shitty plan. Seeds, right? You're telling me like there's going to be a mass migration, probably in and out. But like things would shift big time in terms of like yeah. population centers and whatever, you know what I mean? Like they're so they're, they're kind of like asking if they were to actually do this, they're asking for a lot more than I think they could chew. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, man, I think it would depend on if we're using Texas, I think it would depend on how they seceded and why. Yeah. So whoever secedes. To be a hundred percent honest with you, I seem to feel like California is going to be the one that succeeds uh, for a couple of reasons. But um, but we'll go with Texas. So whoever succeeds is going to need international support beforehand, right? They're going to have to have international support um, for shipping or for defense or for monetary fiscal shit, right? They're going to need international support. So so it it would all depend on who they got. So you could say. I don't think Texas would take support from China, but we could just argue for argument's sake. We'll just say the EU. The EU was like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, we'll side with Texas. Um, And so Texas has got some international support. Like things becoming kinetic would get real fucking stupid real fucking fast because you have a couple federal installations. You got like Fort Hood. 
NASA, Texas. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, NASA's not going to give a fuck. Um, not like Texas is going to be like, we're going to the moon, boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, NASA's that's, not- that's more likely than taking over New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> just saying. Maybe did New York and that didn't work, so we're going to the moon. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, it's a federal scientific institution with, it, I, it is, I guess, some it's, kind but it's, of. But it's not. But it's not going to be relevant to to any sort of actual stability. Not not in the first fucking five years of operation. They're going to have to secure their borders, of which there's a lot, and it's all flat. Um, most of it's going to be easy to roll across. Right. There's a couple of major interstates that roll into and out of the state. Like you got to think about all this shit. You got to think about infrastructure because the first thing that would happen is, is like we said, like once the fucking grid goes down. So the United States would be like, all right, shut off all power to Texas. Yeah, they would definitely go after. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's how any of this bullshit would work. So so, I mean, I guess from the other side of this conversation, I would say keep a close eye on states that have their own uh, power grids. Um. Keep, keep a close eye on things like uh, what would be called ingress, egress routes or lines of communication, which is how you get into and out of a place. Yeah. Texas is a big fucking place, and it doesn't have any easily defensible borders. Like the, the, the southwest part of Texas is very deserty and has very rugged mountains, but the rest of it, you can take a fucking tricycle across it. I'm going to be right, right back. Like, you know, so, so – Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you've got – a you know, so when you when the generals or whoever the, the defense mechanism for, for Texas is trying to plan on how they're going to mitigate national defense at that point, they have to be really, really fucking concerned because instantly they're in a compromised position. This is another reason why I don't think it would necessarily be a, a whole state. It would be a portion of a state or something that's, like that. That's That guy gives a very nice breakdown of how it's going to happen because exactly... Uh, most people, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, they have the, the notion that it's going to be some kind of big showdown. One side is going to be the rednecks with their ARs, and on the, on the yeah. blue corner is going to be the snowflakes with the tanks and the jets of the army. So, <laughs> and it's going, to be resolved, it's going to be resolved in one day, and everybody's then going to go back home and uh, like hug the yeah. homecoming queen. So that guy in the tweets... Hug. Hug. That's a very, you, that's a very Disney G-rated movie. Okay, I didn't want to say fuck the homecoming queen. Come on, but, you got to quote The Rock. The one is go home and fuck the prom queen. Yeah. Um, so... That guy breaks down very nicely that, let's say U.S. Army operates in a state that has some trouble, that, that the units there is going to be under U.S. laws. If, if somebody shoots somebody, a civilian, by accident, that's fucking prison time. It's not like if, if you do a, a, that kind of mistake in a war zone, that might be, uh, let's say, glossed over. Yeah. But if you do that in your own soil, it's gonna be the state's DA. It's gonna be the local. Yeah, but but, but I mean, yeah, but but to see that whole thing right there. Like anybody who was smart in this would instantly drop as many legal cases on the federal government as possible because that would bog down. That would bog shit down, right? So let's just say, let's say uh, te- we'll stay with Texas. Nothing against Texas. If Texas secedes, Texas could be friendly with. Uh, we'll just say Louisiana, right? So Louisiana will say, hey. Once you guys kick this shit off, we're going to drop tons of legal cases against the federal government regarding this situation. It's called lawfare. And, and that would bog down certain elements and certain procedures within the federal government that would pull those resources away from, from an actual civil war. 
right? Um, I, I think I think another thing, using Texas as an example, another thing that people might probably not really think about is that there's a lot of fucking Texans in the, the federal military, a lot. In fact, I think by several percentage points, it has more people in the active duty force than any other fucking state in the union by a significant number. Um, so you got to figure if the kettle goes off, a lot of those people may be like, fuck this, I'm going home, <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying in fucking Washington, D.C. or where the fuck they are. I'm going back to Texas. Um, and you got to consider a lot of the social issues of a lot of sympathetic, we'll call them Republicans since Texas is basically a fucking Republican state. A lot of conservatives will be sympathetic to Texas's cause. And like Dee said, there's going to be an, an outflow of people and an influx of people. And I, I honestly, just off the top of my head, would, would assess with reasonable confidence that more people would be heading toward Texas to help and, Texas than will be leaving and, Texas because they didn't agree with it. Um, so, Matt, according yeah. to number of enlisted recruits in 2018, Texas has the second largest number of recruits, uh, 18,000. Nice. Who has the first? And, uh, California, surprisingly enough, uh, 19,000. No, no, that sounds like that sounds like enlisted members that are in the state, not people and, from that state. Because that would make sense, because California's got a fucking ass load of military instruments. Ah, okay, you're right. Sorry, Matt. My thing is it's a representation of states among enlisted yeah. recruits. So, yeah, 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 Texas is like 1.3 overrepresented. The most is South Carolina, actually. One. Yeah, but that's still, that's got to be like per capita or percentage. South yeah. Carolina's got a lot of shit. I mean, it's got Jackson, it's got Shaw, like it's got places, but they ain't doing anything in a fucking civil war. No offense, guys, <laughs> Jackson and Shaw, but. It's not gonna happen. Um, you know, I mean, you would have to really worry about it. Like, if you really wanted to get sci-fi about it, let's just say North Carolina seceded, and for whatever fucking reason, all of the military personnel in the state were like, "We're with you, North Carolina." That's, that's uh, Fort, Fort Bragg, yeah. That's that. fucking hairy shit because that's 18th Airborne Corps. That's like everybody, everybody you want to buy a drink from the GWAT, right? I yeah. mean, that's serious fucking crazy shit, but. Um, but again, we're not talking about North Carolina seceding from the Union and then conquering Tennessee. We're yeah. talking about a state, Texas. We'll go back to Texas. We're talking about Texas just being like, hey, guys, we're going to take our ball and go home. We don't want to play anymore. No harm, no foul. You stay the fuck over there. We'll stay the fuck over here. No we'll way that's how it happens, though. Yeah, it's, yeah it's there, there's no way. There's no yeah. way that's going to happen. It's no, another conversation. Like, like Texas is just like, we're going to go and we'll see you around. We'll try and establish some try type of trade agreement. Like, yeah. there's no way the federal government and the states like. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, from, from the other side of that, the federal government is absolutely 100 percent going to have to respond. There's yeah. no fucking ifs, ands or buts about that. Um, but but Matt, another. Matt, Matt, I have yeah. a question as an as a as a foreigner. Uh, as far as my understanding is the states are on a willing union. So if if one state wants to fuck off, it has every right to do it. Right. Technically, yes. Okay. constitutionally correct but yep. you saw how well that worked last time so that which is another thing i always have a, a have a, a a gray area if that whole thing was legal it if it was like yeah we can we have the right to fuck off we don't want to be with you if it was legal as far as i understand it was the war that made it a de facto 
like you can't do that well yeah because because abraham lincoln was like no this is a union i mean we all fucking read the speech in grade school and stuff and and like that was that the president made a choice and he was backed up by all of the lowest ranking members of the west point grads since all of the fucking heads of the class all went south but um which is another uh, interesting part about saying about who military members gonna go a lot of uh People then there have it as an example. A lot of Southerners choose to serve the Union. They didn't go back home, so that that can work both ways, right? Any any army. Yeah, going I mean, yeah, I, I I think that when you're talking about Civil War 2.0, there's instantly you have to set up a bunch of rules. Right. You have to because you're we're already making up a bunch of weird assumptions. In order for the game to roll out, you're going to have to set the parameters. So let's just say that Texas secedes and Texas is not aggressive. They're very defensive, very bristly defensive. And, and they have the capability to do that. They have a fucking division. Their National Guard is a division, right? That's a lot of fucking people. Um, and we'll just, just for easy math, we'll say they all stay. Or they're compensated. The people who leave are compensated by the people who show up. And... Um, and they're going to keep all their gear. They're going to have all their tanks and all their Blackhawks and all their fucking drones and all, all their, their spicy gear. All their spicy gear. They're going to have all that shit and they know how to use it. And the vast majority of all of the leadership in these units saw, you know, they've made their bones in the GWAT. So these aren't just a bunch of cherry ass redneck fucking National Guardsmen, weekend warrior types. Like these are fucking battle hardened veterans that just spent the last 20 years slitting the same fucking throats that the active duty guys did. Um, in fact, I would say just off the top of my head, the average National Guard unit in the country has probably got more experience than the average active duty unit because the dudes in the active duty, as we all know, got the fuck out. And they've been replaced by a bunch of 17 and 18 year old fucking people who never went to Iraq or Afghanistan or fucking West Africa or the Philippines or wherever other fucking place we could have been. So they don't have that, right? Um, and the guy, the guy kind of spells that out in his tweets. He's uh, the active duty unit that he's in. There were only like three guys in the entire fucking company. It's like a hundred dudes. There were three guys that 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 ever had that had any combat experience out of a hundred people. Happened to this guy in his tweets? They all got pulled. They yeah. were really good tweets. I got to be honest. Like, I don't it get was, it. Like, if he's writing fucking fan fiction, like, who gives yeah. A- the yeah, thing is, uh, the thing is, it was stupid to pull those tweets because the thing is, the guy probably was a veteran because uh, a lot of the things he was writing was detailed as, as fuck. He knew, he knew his shit. I don't want to assume he's a vet, but he definitely knew his shit. He was using all the right words and shit like spicy gear and calling it the fucking, you know, instead of calling it artillery, he was calling it fires and shit like that. Like the guy knew all the words. Um, is it but, sport somewhere like Reddit or whatever? I bet it's. I bet it's around. I haven't looked for it. I think. But... I think if you can find the time machine, the internet time machine, maybe you can yeah, see the, the way, 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 way back machine. I bet yeah. somebody grabbed that. Somebody was smart enough to grab that shit because they knew that it was going to get pulled off. But, but I mean, in in this, the guy spells out things like, like the sheriff of this this uh, county that they're in. The sheriff has two sons and a son-in-law and all three of those dudes are in the national guard and the national guard left with the state. Right. So that's one of the things that like, I I don't think that the average reader viewer or listener really understands about how the national guard works. Like, 
those dudes are cops. They're principals. You know, that they've got a fucking nine to five every other fucking day of the month. They're weaved the inside inside yeah. the fabrics of the society they live in. So yeah, they're yeah. not they are not there's not gonna be your average insurgent in the sense they're gonna be outsiders forming bands. They are the people in control of those they are the yeah, they are the they are the band. So what happens and, and, when like the the U.S. proper like turns the spigot off, money wise, freezes accounts, does stuff like that? Well, yeah. So that's that's why I said somebody like Texas would they would have to have international. Um, yeah. So well, and it's also so we would call that SICKR or C I K R critical infrastructure key resources. So you would have to have all that shit in a sock. Away. Yeah, in a sock before. Yeah. It, well, I mean, for Texas, dude, Texas is actually really crazy when it comes to that shit. Well, like, so, listen, I mean, even getting like international support, yeah, by anybody legitimate, really. Yeah. Be- well, what, one of your major concerns is going to be water, and the other is going to be energy. Uh, Texas probably isn't the wateriest state in the old. But they have it. They got tons of fucking energy, whether that's oil, oil or solar or wind or just people burning firewood, man. Um, there's a fucking ocean right there, dude. So uh, plenty of land, plenty of cows. Dude, <laughs> like, dude, like, people are mistaking the size of Texas because Texas is a very good <laughs> example. If you super, superimpose Texas over Europe, it starts on the on the channel between England and, Fra- and France yeah. and it goes all the way to Germany and ends yeah. up in Italy. It's huge. It's, it's, yeah, it's- well, I mean, it, you, you jump in a car in a place like El Paso and you drive to Texarkana, it's like a 16-hour drive. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's, that's doing 80 the whole fucking time, right? So um, there's a lot of farmland. It's not great farmland, but they got food. They got tons of fucking meat. They got, there's all kinds of shit. All the basic needs will be met. Um, but, but if I, I just think that the United States would lose its will to, the federal government would lose its will to fight very, very, very quickly. And probably before the government lost its will to fight, the public opinion on the matter would, they would lose their will to fight because. I mean, I'm I'm just imagining a fucking a bunch of tanks trying to roll into Texas. Hey guys, you know how this went last time? We can't have this. You're a part of the union. We're rolling in, and then you're dealing with Texans. <laughs> like I don't I don't really I don't really know how else to put that. Like you're not you're not rolling into a third world Afghanistan or an almost third world Iraq or a third world Vietnam. Um, which they, yeah. which which they proven difficult not to crack to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but you but... can hold on to that nut, even yeah, though it's impossible mean, to crack. You, I feel you... like the minute this happened, U.S. proper is turning off all the lights in Texas. Yeah, but you just have to assume that Texas can't turn those lights back on, and, and that's what I. Yeah, I mean, more yeah. in this scenario, we're assuming that. And also, you have to is, assume who is down for Texas seceding. I have another. I have another uh, wrench to throw. There is the other discussion that is happening is about the national divorce. That okay, guys, we have different pri- priorities: the coast and the and the <laughs> middle America. Irreconcilable differences. Yeah. Yeah. So so what happens if it's Texas and Arkansas and Oklahoma, Arkansas, sorry, Mac, and Al- and New Mexico? <laughs> yeah. They just 
fucking away together. Is is that gonna, well? Because- so so that's that's what I was going to get into with these. We would, I would call them cascading effects. So if if Texas walked out one day, didn't warn anybody. There were no indicators. It just walked the fuck out. Uh, Senate showed up one day and the two senators aren't there and the fucking House of Representatives aren't there. Everybody's just gone and Texas is done. Instantly, you would have people taking Texas aside. Whether they necessarily agreed with why Texas left, the, the seal has already been broken and you would have other states. They don't necessarily have to be geographically adjacent to Texas, but other nations, uh, I'm sorry, other states would take that step out. And so, so another sort of unforeseeable cascade in all this is who the fuck else is going to leave. I mean, for example, Texas might leave one day and be like, fuck you, America. We hate you. You're too fucking woke. Just for example. And at the same time, California could be like, oh, fuck, Texas just left. Those guys can't beat us. Hey, fuck you, America. You're not woke enough. And then you've got two states that have left for completely fucking different reasons. Yeah. They are not associated with each other. And you know, they don't even opposed almost. Yeah, and they don't even border each other, so it's not like they'd be able to fucking do anything to each other anyway. Um, which funnily enough, just, if you remember, there was a petition for for California to leave the union a few years why, back on, on exactly on that on that ground. Yep, and that's why I said earlier, I seem to think that in all reality, I think that I think that California would probably be the state to, to bounce for two reasons. First of all, because depending on the day of the week and who you're talking to officially, California wants to leave. And when you're talking to every fucking other person in the union, they want California to leave. <laughs> because they hate right? Californians. Yeah, yeah, California California yeah. want to leave, especially during Trump. So let's say that like, this plays only, out. Yeah, but I mean, listen, California, it's still in the general election still went like 30%, 35% Trump or 30% Trump. It's not an insignificant number. Well, and, and even, even now, so we just, you know, California just had elections, right? So, so that, that disposition, like I say, we like America, the disposition of America, things have changed in California. California is bleeding people, right? Because of the weird, I mean, I mean, Jordan you really, left- you gotta really dig down a rabbit hole for this shit, but California is is two fucking free meals away from being a welfare state. Uh, it's definitely the closest closest example we have in America for a third world country. Um, it it attracts people who are uh, well attracted to the welfare nature of being here. Um, the, the sanitary conditions in the cities are so fucking bad that like, what was it? 20, no, it was 2019. In 2019, there was a public health guy that worked for the city of Los Angeles who came forward and was like, the bubonic plague has now just resurfaced in fucking Los Angeles because uh, Los Angeles had, uh, had a, a public feces problem. I don't know, work that one out. And they had a rodent problem. Right. So the combination. So the combination of these two fucking things meant that you had all these rats digging through human feces that were available to the rats and spreading that around. Let me right? ask you this. Does, yep. is, is California and like the, those gaps like the income? Because you got to be fucking poor to be shitting on the street. Right. Living in a tent. It's got the highest California to this day has the highest number by like a fucking decimal point. Uh, the highest number of homeless people of any state in the fucking union. Yeah. But 
I believe and, it too, but I mean, and, you got you got to see like in in Austin, like it's fucking disgusting too. Like it's fucking horrendous. So it's like I, uh, total I, like world in different places. I'm not just saying Austin, yeah. Texas, but like pick a fucking probably a metro area. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much how it is, man. Like if you if you got a city that's got more than probably three million people in it, it's gonna there's gonna be some shit. And literally. like listen, like New York City specifically. When when COVID eh. happened and shut shit down, especially shut down like Midtown, where all the office spaces, a lot of the office yeah. spaces, you saw an uptick in homeless people. Uh, there was a very nice uh, interview that I know you're not gonna like. Uh, uh, Joe, Rog- Joe Rogan <laughs> did it. Uh-huh. So the, the gentleman, the gentleman he was speaking, the gentleman he was speaking to, to he had worked for George, George Soros Foundation. Uh, so, I mean, his resume was all these ultra liberal organizations. Soros is a fucking mutant, too, bro. And yeah. he had he had a book out. His book is, is named How Liberal Policies Destroy Cities. And he was describing exactly <laughs> the problem that's happening in California. And he was his idea is something about the model they use in Holland about use of drugs and how they that comes with a, like if you like a carrot on a stick you have to follow the rules because what they do in California is they don't follow the like is like take money because we take advantage of you and you are victims so take money for free and you have people people that are homeless that the city in Cali, in Los Angeles and uh, San Francisco they have two fucking apartments given to them by their respective authorities on the cities because they don't have any any coordination between them. But those guys, unfortunately, due to the drug problems and probably and psychological problems and all that jazz, they choose to live in the street. So now you have Ven- in Venice Beach, you have two miles of tents. I don't think I know I- those videos are actually fucking crazy. crazy. And don't get me started on the looting. You said about the third world country because the police is uh, asked to not intervene. They had the what's the 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 pharmacy the drugstores chain Walgreens. Walgreens. So they had shops closing down because people they willy nilly just uh, enter the shops and picking yeah, so, everything apart. So uh, yeah, I've actually got some I've got some firsthand info on that. So I got a buddy who's in the sheriff's department up in Oakland County, and um, so what happened was California changed the state of California, and and I think it may be just restricted to a certain area, like maybe the Bay Area, but they 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 changed the monetary amount where theft went from a misdemeanor to a felony. They raised it to like three grand, I think. So you can steal three thousand dollars worth of shit, and the cops aren't going to care. So it was Walgreens and Target are both folding out of the, the San Francisco Bay Area because you literally just had uh, homeless people walking in, grabbing a shopping cart. It was like one of those Toys R Us shopping sprees from the fucking 80s, right? And they would just load a cart up and like walk out of the fucking store and nobody could stop them uh, and the cops would not respond. The cops were... The, what the, do you the, do to fix that? Well, 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 Walgreens, yeah, you can't do shit. So what Walgreens does is no, and, even if they made it a felony, right? Like, and let's say yeah. the same amount of guys went and fucking stole shit from Walgreens. Yeah, you can't arrest. You can't. That's why. That's why that uh, interview was interesting because the guy was advocating. Uh, not a police solution was advocating, as I say again, the model they have in the a in nuclear the, solution. Yeah, <laughs> the model they have in Holland, which is okay, guy. Okay, dude, do you want to do drugs? Fine. 
But if you have like, let's say mental issues or you have anything else. Dude, that's a bullshit plan. That's a bullshit fucking plan because already you're talking about having to round these fuckers up, get professionals to test them, get other professionals to second test them so it'll look like it's fucking fair. I mean, the fucking price tag on that's dumb as fuck. How about you just not let people steal shit, right? So, so in the last year, I was in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I used to love that fucking place. It was one of my favorite places in the whole world when I came to an urban environment. And the shit was like something out of fucking Escape from New York, dude. Like downtown, my <laughs> so city hall. You think that's because that's a case of income inequality? What's the root? No, of- no, because it's because it's downtown. Ain't even places to live, dude. It's offices and fucking like city hall and shit. Okay. And it's all homeless people, dude. It's all okay. Well, I have literally shit on the streets. Rural area. They're gonna live in the city, right? Where there's more. I have my I have my bullshit with the income equality shit because everybody's uh, saying about income equality, but the problem is, yes, the uh, rich people are getting richer, but also the salaries for most jobs are getting up, and yes, there is a difference, but still, you are getting you are better off than people doing the same job 25 years ago. Right. That's how it works. How are you? How? How? Like you can't buy a house. You definitely can't buy a house. California has been fucked in housing since 2008. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But but the thing, one of the things about California. parking space in Brooklyn costs $80,000, a parking space. Okay. You're going to, you're going to love that. The problem but where the fuck are you going to live? I, I, I know about the housing problem in the UK and why it's so expensive. Yeah, You're going to love it. Okay, okay. So listen to that story. So after World War II, most houses in the UK were council houses. It was built by the government. So in the 80s, uh, Margaret Thatcher at the time changed the policy and they essentially they make the, the people living in the houses the owners of, this, of those houses. So the house became a commodity. So everybody make a shit ton of money. In 1989, the housing market crashed. And the UK government, since then, it, they fought really hard to keep a very nice balance. So people, they have three and four more digits, more shit, more <laughs> on the same house to get the money. And you don't have many houses built and you don't get new houses easily because they want to, to maintain an equilibrium in the housing market. Because obviously the problem, the market housing crashed because of over overbuilding, and they want to maintain an equilibrium because they don't want people to get fuck out of their money. As a result, even even like the most basic house in the UK, it's the house I'm living. It's a cottage built in 1820, uh, 1826. Wow. It's older than the modern state of Greece. Yeah. So you know what's the price of the shit? Because it's it's okay, it's not something fancy. It's mm-hmm. seven hundred thousand pounds, man. It's one million dollars practically. Yeah, it's fucking so, crazy here too. And listen, like New York City specifically, especially the luxury market, it's a complete fucking bubble. It's totally overexposed, over leveraged by a lot. Um, they want to say that it's fucking worth X amount, like real estate, like uh, square foot prices are worth X amount. They're all full of fucking shit. They're basically just trying to keep it going. Because the way they, they, uh, the way they get their construction loans is by guaranteeing a certain number, guaranteeing either a certain number per square foot for a condo sale or a guaranteed square number for commercial real estate. If you go to Manhattan right now, at least it's like close to forty percent of the storefronts are empty, and the prices you would think would go down, they are not going. No. They're staying the no. same because 
they have more incentive to keep the places empty to carry their loans because the minute they lower their price and they can't meet that number of square footage yeah, is when they, they are calling in their fucking loans. The crossing. It's, it's, a, it's a, a bubble joke, bro. And I don't know, like, it's not even like income inequality. Like, I'm not even thinking about the homeless, just the homeless people and like the super poor people. It's middle class, working class people who get fucked. All of them. Every well, single thing. The thing with the housing in the Western world is everybody gets fucked because then you have the boomers saying, well, I worked and I got a house. Uh, yeah. Dude, you can, you can buy, you can buy. House is worth a lot too is because we go to, we, we've made debt such a commodity and we've been able to yeah. like make that like forget the gold standard it's a debt standard now right why is why is uh why and they and the banks know that these these mortgages are basically guaranteed by the government because what happened in 2009 so it's essentially what's going on with student loan debt it's yeah underwritten by the government so these fucking animal scumbag fucking bankers are charging as much as possible for fucking uh for um Loans, it's not as much as possible, but they're able to give out as much money as possible and write more and more loans it, because there's an incentive for them to do that. They know that it's not. incentive yeah. because it's guaranteed. There is no, it's uh, sure money. So yeah. we, going back to Texas leaving the union because we we jumped doing again. In the, you were saying about, <laughs> but, are you, but what side are you going to be on, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, so I, I don't, also, I would not. What happens yeah. when uh, Texas has to charge, start charging a state tax, right? If yeah. they're, they're alone, how are good old Texans going to fucking deal with that? Going to be cool with that? I mean, honestly, I, I think there would be people who would bitch and moan, but it's going to have to do with the circumstances under which Texas left the union. I, I think this would be the case for any state. The, the, the circumstances under which that state leaves the union, the people who leave the state, they're not going to have to fucking worry about it. The people who stayed in the state, I think at least for a while, are going to be highly motivated to support the effort. And they're not really going to necessarily mind dropping some taxes in that because what you're going to have at that point is you're going to have people socio-psychologically dropping into a, a very different survival mode um, not like COVID where it's like everyone is just passively getting fucked um, in, a, in, a, in an active survival mode where everybody knows that they really need to work together. Like I would call it a tribal mode, but not tribal in that everybody's going to be acting like a fucking animal, but tribal in that everyone's going to hunker down team, yeah. to, their, to, their, to their fundamental social units. And people are going to know that, that everybody kind of has to carry their weight. And, I mean, and in a situation like that, you're going to learn real fucking fast who's going to carry their weight. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think if, if, if any state left the union and then started fucking ringing their people out, they, <laughs> that's not, that's not going to last very long. Right. But I mean, I, I think that, I think that any, any state that leaves the union better goddamn well do its homework beforehand because they're going to need to know what sort of demographic uh, is going to stay to support them. Right. They're going to need to know what sort of what that extent of support is. Right. So, um, so if, uh, so if Texas left and then they were just fucking dipshits about taxing the shit out of their people or, or, or requiring like initiating a draft or some shit like that and doing something they're they're soaking up the, their supportive 
population, the population that supports mm. Texas even being a political entity. Um, and this is actually, you can carry this out to the larger United States. And this yeah. is why I think a lot of people feel like disenfranchised and whatnot, because the, the United States doesn't represent them. The United States is leeching off them. That's what they feel. And in some cases, I think it's probably very, very true. Um, again, like I kind of enter into this conversation from, a, from an outlier, because since I was 18 years old, I've had one foot out of the fucking country. Right. So, so, I mean, kettle goes off, World War Three happens and you've got BLM and Antifa versus fucking MAGA and the, the new Confederate States of America. I'll make sure certain members of my family are OK. I will try to convince them to walk. Yeah. I'll set up booby traps and then I'm fucking gone. Like, I don't there, there are a lot. I've actually noticed this over the last couple of years, even though I haven't even been back in the country a year yet. Um, like. I have found that when a lot of these conversations start to get serious about like the country falling apart or the United States initiating crazy COVID restrictions or whatever it is, there's a, there's a certain point where I, I'm just not worried about it because I have a fucking passport and I have, I mean, <laughs> I, I ain't fucking rich, you know, but like I, I have maintained the ability and willingness to get the fuck out of Dodge in the event that I need to get the fuck out of Dodge. So I'll make sure that certain members of my family are squared away, try to get as many people as I can. And then uh, I'll throw down my ninja smoke bomb and just not be here. Cause I don't have to be, yeah. I don't have to engage that issue. I mean, what Mr. Miyagi say, best defense, no be there. So I just fucking <laughs> won't be here, dude. Um, I mean, and I, I think that there, there are things that would cause me to stay in America and just be like, yeah, I can't leave. I don't know if I can tell you what those are. Like, I don't know if I know what they are, but if, if, if a state or Arkansas or whatever secedes from the union and I feel very deep convictions to, to defend or try to uphold that. And I can't even fucking tell you what that would be. Um, then I wouldn't have any problems staying, right? I don't have to always run. Right. It's not like my, my modus fucking operandi is just like, shit's gone down, time to go. Right. You know, like, I mean, I think Bill fucking knows this for sure. I, I, I've had my fucking fair share of violence and death and fucking destruction that I've directly fucking involved myself in. Uh, so I don't have a problem doing that. I'm just old enough to realize that I don't always have to, you know, like yeah. I don't have to. I'm not trying to arm bar a guy and get him to tap out. I'll kick him in the dick and run away. I don't have a problem with that at all. I'm not, <laughs> Dana White ain't giving me a contract. So, um, so I mean, and, and, and I think that that's another part of that conviction. And the reason I brought up the conviction is because I think that, that a lot of Americans operate under these weird, we've already established this in this conversation, Americans operate under a lot of like false or pseudo convictions and they, they feel like at the drop of a fucking hat, they have to die for something or they have to dehumanize whoever their opposition is. Right. And it's usually over some dumb shit um, because the vast majority of Americans do not know what oppression is. They don't really know what it's like to have a fucking tank on every street corner or, or have to walk your kid through three armed checkpoints just to get them to school. Like they don't, they don't Most people being pissed, right? Like, yeah, yeah, man. Well, fuck dude. Hey, I tell you what, if you're listening to this and you think that's not the case, I want you to find any fucking Afghan who's been in the country less than 30 years 
and ask them what they think because they'll tell you right quick why the fuck they live here and not in Afghanistan. <laughs> so, you know, like the average American, I mean, by comparison to our own idea, this platonic idea we have of America, we're oppressed, right? America sucks. My Wi Fi is not fast enough. Why the fuck is this movie on Netflix still loading? <laughs> like, it's Taco Tuesday. Where the fuck are the tacos? It can't be Taco Thursday. It still starts with a T, but it doesn't work. Right? I mean, like, the, the shit that Americans get frothy about from an external viewer, kind of like Bill, it, it should be a fucking TV show. Like, motherfuckers are entertaining. Because yeah. it's like, y'all motherfuckers are just it, mice it's scurrying around media. a maze. It's what we deal with on social media. Yeah, and not just and not just Afghans. Uh, so I went to Egypt 2014, if I remember correctly. So I arrived at the hotel in Suez, and outside the hotel there is like a, a vehicle, a four, a four by four with a 50 cal on top. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? I'm asking my Greeks my, and Israel. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, in Egypt, what could possibly Egypt, go wrong? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was doing maritime security at the, at the time, and I was went to Suez to get the ship from there to, if I remember correctly, Sri Lanka. But anyway, and I asked the guy, he's like, what the fuck happened here? He's like, ah, oh, we had a revolution. You didn't hear? I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> it, was, it was last Thursday. It was between lunch and siesta. Exactly, exactly. It's fine. We're done now. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, people just, um, I, I think that people in, in fully developed countries just really, all right, I, I'll, I'll spell it out a little differently. I'll try to stick with this asshole routine I work on. Uh, watch the country shut the fuck down during Katrina. New York shut the fuck down a few years back with some fucking ice storm that shut everything down right? Grid goes down on the West Coast, what happens? Everybody shits their pants, right? So, uh, I mean, take, take any hyper-fucking-intense scenario like that that requires everyone stop for a second and question whether they're going to make it through the fucking day, right? And, and, and just gauge what the response is, the political response, the social response, the individual response. Because I can tell you other countries on the planet definitely watch how America responds to an earthquake or a fucking hurricane or whatever it is. Um, so I just, I have a hard time believing that the vast majority of the country is really going to be able to keep its fucking shit together when they have to determine how close the bullet is based on the whiz or the pop. You just don't have that. I mean, you, you, you're, you're dealing with people that are going to have to have stress levels of getting out of a fucking car wreck every day of the week for yeah. six months. And, and people are going to unravel, right? Some people literally, cause they're going to get blown up, but you know, like you don't, people aren't wired that way. The average fucking human isn't wired that way. I'm 46 fucking years old, man. I've led a really, really goddamn hard life. And, and I'm usually calm in a lot of scenarios, but there's still shit that makes me wonder if I'm going to make it through the fucking day. And I'm very, very fucking capable of making it through the day. Right. So, so the average fucking American, um, let me, let me make this sound like I'm more inclusive. My average country person <laughs> it has never been tried or tested on their ability to maintain a sustainable existence in the midst of literally mortal fucking danger for right. a very protracted period of time um 
whether that's a natural disaster or, or a fucking revolution or, or, or whatever it is yeah. like people, people ain't wired that way. This is why we say things like keyboard warrior and shit like that. Like, I mean, honestly, dude, it's great if you deployed to combat somewhere or if you were a veteran or whatever, but that, that doesn't mean that you've got your shit squared away for, for fucking danger or whatever. We all know, we all know that's a fact. Right. But, um, so when, when, when you talk about people that, are, that have this weird fetish for a, a dystopian America or, or, uh, or the Civil War kicking off or whatever the fuck it is, like um, it's some sort of weird, I'm not a psychologist, but it's, it's some sort of weird projection of their own snuff porn fantasy. Yeah, and and the need to appear more important than it is because another aspect of modern life is for a lot of people, I guess, it makes you feel insignificant. You wake up, you have your fucking latte, you go to your nine to five, you don't feel like you're doing much while if you participated in something bigger than yourself, even if, if, if that is called Antifa, Hey, whatever your bliss is, dude. If it's Antifa, have at it, dude. I want you to be happy. I don't care. I don't want to disencourage an election. Exactly. Or the 6th of January. People feel the need, have the need to feel fucking important. That's why they buy into conspiracy theories. Because, like, yes, I'm That's why they live vicariously through fuckers like Elon Musk or whatever, man. Like, they ain't ever going to be that person, but it, it makes them feel good to collect the baseball cards or whatever the fuck <laughs> i just never been like that i mean i know i'm weird i was weird as a kid you know but i just I, I i feel like i feel like people get so tightly wound and and like bristly and defensive about shit because they don't really know what is of value to them you know, they don't really know what they would kill for or what they would die for or who they would kill for or who they would die for. So they are definitely not at the follow-on point in their life where they realize, uh, bro, I don't want anybody to die. I don't want to die. Can we just talk this shit out? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just because you've experienced a lot of fucking death and shit. um, I mean, this is why I have like a weird hard time with, with, I guess I would call them my peers or or whatever. Maybe like dudes, my age, who, who have seen whack shit in life and and if they still want to be all like weird and hardcore and talk about stacking bodies and fucking you know blah 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 it's like man how did you miss the bus on that one like you are in your 40s you should have died a hundred times by now and you didn't and you're still just talking about shit like it's a body count figure on a fucking you know like a gi joe file card like how the fuck did you miss it you didn't grow up all that shit somehow the, the gods or the devils or whoever allowed you to be alive and this is what you got out of it that's yeah. fucking is it the new midlife crisis that's what it feels like right like, yeah man yeah i mean I, I think i think that i think that that is that's uh super valid and it's kind of like what bill said like people people they don't have this weird value and i think what happens is that is that uh is that uh, americans fill that weird void with this like simulacrum right let's use these big old fucking words like this this vicarious thing so so they have to buy into something or they have to believe in something or have to 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 invest whether it's monetarily or whatever they have to they have to dump all that shit into something that really fundamentally isn't real whether it's, it's, it's fucking, not just americans it's the western that's world what i mean in general. Yeah, but, I, but the thing with the united states is that 
because it's, it's a more vibrant country, if you like, because it's a newer country, no offense. It's, it's, I guess it's- You just it's said a, your country was only 150 years old, Bill. <laughs> yeah, the, the modern state, not the Greeks. The thing is, I guess anything new and still moving and evolving is vibrant. What I'm trying to say, the UK, it's set. You, you have my, the church in my village is literally a thousand years old and it's, it's in constant use. Cambridge what, University, what Cambridge <laughs> University operates the last 800 years. So what that creates, it's a set. It, 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 it sets the society around it, if you like. While the United States being new and vibrant, it still has that more aggressive form in, in, in its yeah, but, but but I think I think a lot of it's just false man a lot of it's just this I don't want to say that the vibrance the vibrancy isn't false but like this 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 fervor I used the word fervor earlier and I use this word all the time in this type of conversation because that's what it is people who get wrapped the fucking around the axle about pick your fucking movement in America it's fervor it's not a real thing the, the, the ideal behind what they're fighting for may be a real thing, but their fervor, it's just this falsified thing. Someone told them to feel this way. Their echo chamber told them to feel this way. I'm not trying to insubstantiate the movement itself, but people get really, really bent out of shape really, really fucking fast. That, in my experience and in my fucking opinion, that kind of immaturity belies the fact that they don't know what the fuck is going on right they have not experienced those things dude do you think that the fucking antifa ringleaders kick in the fucking door and start screaming rage against the machine lyrics of people before they go out to a riot now dude these are like the fucking bernie sanders's of the world they walk <laughs> in they're old as fuck they probably blew some shit up in the 60s they're just trying to keep themselves relevant, the same as all these young bucks that are trying to blow shit up and kick over newspaper stands and shit, right? I mean, but it's it's all just this fervor. It's not going to amount to anything. It's not actionable action that they're taking, right? I mean, look at it. The fuck happened over the last two years with all these BLM riots? Nothing. Nobody fucking cares. Out of the news cycle. All the fucking bricks have been washed off. The buildings, the insurance is already paid off for the buildings. Like, Nobody fucking cares, dude. Nobody cares. Probably the fucking answer for people that burn the fucking buildings down don't even care at this point. <laughs> you got other shit to do. I mean, to go to the other side of the coin, like the Trump got people. Mm -hmm. Does anybody really care anymore? No, not really. I mean, after Trump, especially after they, yeah. they got their fucking dream squashed. And that's the, that's why I'm saying I mean, they were it's set up a dream that wasn't going to happen. Like they that is definitely fervor, though, dude. Did you read the shit about the people like hanging out waiting for JFK to? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> All right. I want to party with those motherfuckers because you know they're weird. Yeah, they're already on LSD. <laughs> like, they're yeah. tripping balls. We got to land this plane, bro. It's three hours are going on. All right. All right. Yeah, and it's probably got to be like early morning for Bill. I think he's 5 a.m. It's, it's 5 a.m., right. guys. Okay, so obviously we talked about a lot of crazy shit. Bill's going to be new. Everybody, everybody, everybody <laughs> just tell me what you want to talk about I'm next. definitely going to be Anthony. <laughs> I, I think I think now uh, Dick can cut down the whole thing in one hour segments and just keep it going for three days. Two right. minutes. I'm with, like, some gonna, really good music in the background. <laughs> it's out there like this. Dick, yeah. I, I love I it, dude. I love this 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 just conversating shit, man. Um, but yeah, you, you you just just let us know, man. 
I hope I hope we didn't like rant on very much because I know I do sometimes. He, he doodled, didn't you see him doodling? Oh yeah, <laughs> he made me feel like I was teaching high school, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's how I listen. I listen when I doodle. No, I'm the same way, dude. I, I I'll I'll draw because it keeps it keeps like my visceral aspects occupied, so right. I can listen to yeah. what's going on. I, I'm tracking. That's legit. Yeah, I'm ADD like bad, so it helps. Me. Yeah, that's that's how I am, man. But you know, I grew up. We we didn't have pills for that shit. I just got beat. <laughs> I need to start taking pills for it. I never taken yeah. anything like my ADD ever. You can do. Hey, look, just just figure out what helps you concentrate, like that doodling right there. If you ever do take pills, just make sure that you are augmenting the pill taking with actual fucking like shit to work you back off the pills um but like the fact that you even know that you can doodle to sort of contain that shit a little bit that's fucking awesome yeah because i don't want to be on my phone the whole fucking you know what i mean like that because then i stop listening yeah no i'm at total i'm 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 100 percent right there with the doodling yeah yeah, because it keeps it keeps you physically occupied, so your fucking ears and your brain can do what they need to do. Yeah. Like, you kids go to the kid table, the adults are at the at the adult <laughs> table talking. You know, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I'm right there with you, dude. <laughs> All right, this is awesome. Let's do it again, Billy. Come up with another fucking uh topic. I'm down. Tell us what. Tell us what side you're going to be on. The- <laughs> uh, first, first thing you got to say. First well, thing. Well, that's I can I can come up with talking. All the time because that's my thing. I just think about weird shit. About we can go philosophical, we can go into history, we can go into drugs, whatever the fuck you I want. Like I'm there. The guys, uh, Twitter thread. Uh, yeah, did we got to find that because it's okay. it's actually. I mean, even when I was reading it, like I was getting tense. I was like, yeah, this is. I can I can one hundred fucking percent see this going on. Uh, I, I mean, the way he wrote it out and like the sheriff's fucking kids and shit, it's not, it's not fucking cool. No, I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't name anybody. He just said like the sheriff. Oh no, he did. He did give people names. The characters had names. Oh, they're characters though. It's not like real people. It's not real people. Yeah. So it's all fictional. It's all fictional. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty sure sure I also sent you some screenshots. So maybe you can because you did, but I mean, certainly it's out there, man. I mean, yeah. we may be able to even get a hold of the guy and be like, "Bro, did you save that shit in a notepad or something? Like, send it to me." Uh, it's it's fucking intense. And before before we get off, and we can talk about this next time, but right about the same time the guy wrote that shit, um, there was a a tweet that went viral of an Arkansas National Guard actual guy. Uh, he was a first sergeant. And he's old as fuck. He's gray as shit. He's probably like in his sixties, which is oh, yeah, the photo of that guy. Yeah. Way too fucking old to be a first sergeant. Like first oh, sergeants are younger right. than me. Okay. Yeah, I remember this shit. Yeah. And uh and, Jack, and that Jack, right? On Twitter. Uh I think Billy, you wrote something where like yeah, you were, yeah, somebody yeah. you probably you probably sent it to Jack on Twitter. So so this guy right here, right? So I'm from Arkansas. This dude is uh, yes, I posted guard, that right? uh Jack uh Jack, you never told me you were planning to re-enlist. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that guy's older than me. Like I, I know who that dude is. I, I never served with him, but I know who he is. Uh and he's older than me. But but so a guy like that, he's a first sergeant, which means he's in charge of a company. He's in charge of 100 infantry guys. And, and that, that unit is in a small town in northern Arkansas up in the mountains. 100% of those boys have seen combat. 
100% of those boys has been hunting literally since they could put on their own fucking boots. 100% of those boys know the mountains and the fucking valleys and the hollers and the ridgelines out there better than anybody's going to that comes into the state. If you think that some shit like Afghanistan was going to be a hard run for 21st century technological fucking truth. Okay. I found I found I found the the screenshot I'm sending to you D so you, maybe awesome. you can find it with a way back machine the name of the guy and all that there you go But yeah, so I mean, the, this this fiction these fiction tweets are completely unconnected with the uh, this old first sergeant but merging those two things together that that's who would be fighting these wars. Like those guys are the guerrilla chiefs of the fucking Viet Cong or the Taliban or whatever. And unfortunately, you know, uh, the Viet Cong and the Taliban were not U.S. trained, battle hardened military veterans. They were just fucking dudes in Afghanistan or dudes in Vietnam. Kicking off something like this Civil War 2.0 with those kind of guys. Arkansas is not a big state. It wouldn't take a lot of uh, shit to, to bring it down, to bring it back into the union, but you would lose a fucking ass load of people in the process. And I do not believe that the American populace, A, knows what it's getting into with this kind of snuff porn, and B, is in any fucking way prepared for the body count that would ensue the day something like that happened. Because Arkansas ain't Texas. Arkansas is mountains. I mean, there's some flat shit in the south, but you know what don't, I mean? Like, it's also, it's, don't it's Appalachia type shit. So. It, it, not just that. Don't forget that in any civil war, you have a, a higher percentage of war crimes, atrocities, exactly because when there is a civil war, you are convinced that the other side is literally the devil. It's not just an enemy you fight, and they might have some honor. Because exactly as your own countrymen, if you reach that point, you believe that the worst thing imaginable. So that gives way to what, uh, literal, the horrible, the most horrible atrocities you can yeah, imagine. Yeah, and the media would have to play a role in all that shit on whether they're going to be like, oh, look at these racist Arkansas boys, blah, 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 whatever the fuck it is. Like all that would play into it. But the, but the, the, the thing is, is any of these scenarios boil down to what I mentioned at the first about ability and willingness. Uh, the federal government has the ability to fight a war anywhere in the United States against anybody in the United States. It even has the willingness to do so. But as we learned with the Taliban and the Viet Cong and everybody else we've ever fought, the number one goal of, of any war <laughs> is to erode your enemy's will to fight. To fight. Right. And so, so Texas would be hard to do because it's a big open plain. It's easy to kind of walk into and out of. There's no real clear boundaries. Places like fucking Arkansas or fucking West Virginia and shit, yeah. there are very, very, very clearly defined boundaries. And so shit becomes tactically different and, and, and everything slows. Once all those tanks or infantry guys get to the tree line, yeah. shit stops. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, it's fucking horrific to think about. I can't even fucking imagine, dude, like if something kicked off and I had to go get a hold of my, my family in Arkansas, Cause I know most of them would be like, it's my home. I'm not leaving. And yeah. like, I'd be that asshole where it's like, poof, I'm in the fucking, I'm like that, that, the fucking, uh, what Homer Simpson meme where he's just like in the fucking shrubs. Like, okay, <laughs> later. <laughs> 
so yeah man we talk about whatever the fuck you guys want to talk about dude bill knows that i can fucking talk and yeah, now, you know that, now you know that i can talk dude so yeah, this is um this is fun this is yeah good. man it, it was yeah, a yeah. pleasure guys it was a pleasure yeah. uh bill get some sleep you're gonna catch on fire if the sun gets you <laughs> uh, probably probably it's gonna be that big yellow thing in the sky what the fuck is that <laughs> no yeah exactly exactly so yeah. right, cool. again, it was a pleasure. out there probably in a couple of days yeah wicked All right, yeah and uh and just in case i don't really necessarily care if anybody knows my name but just put me in a studio i don't care if anybody hears it in the damn okay. uh podcast bill you're as bad as george hand Sorry, fucking covers. Sorry. <laughs> All right, boys. Yeah, later, dude. Hey, D, it was great to fucking meet you, dude. You, bro. Later on, boys. See you later. Thank yeah. you, D. Bye, man. Thank you. Later.